0: god is not a cosmic killjoy that, <laughs> that like you have desires for a reason and he wants you to enjoy his creation like and yeah all the things that come with that but in the right boundary i always say like like this is like or anything that god has given us a desire is like a fire pit or like a bonfire in the woods like it can provide heat for everybody can cook things purify water do all these good things but as soon as it falls out of that boundary it can cause a forest fire can kill cause havoc when that's I can a talk great about analogy for example yeah. uh when like in this generation stds on playing pregnancies mm. creating instability in relationships mm. so like god is not placing these boundaries so that you don't have fun he's placing them because he loves you and once you like are aware of that it like frees you and you start to honestly appreciate god more because you realize that he's really he wants you to experience those desires in a good way and he's trying to protect you by placing these limitations that you think they're limitations but they're really yeah. not that yeah. was
1: beautiful what's up guys welcome back oh man D- this episode is like not for everyone it's going to be the the spiritual i can't say that that's a yeah what episode. yeah yeah start no. again Yay. run it back, run it back. <laughs> here we go here we go here <laughs> you just
0: gotta you gotta tell them that we're gonna talk about like um drugs money and just so that you get them sucked in and then then we end up witnessing to all of them
1: you know we'll start there <laughs> yeah. welcome back guys uh listen i'm here with alex ebank
2: you bank
1: i took a deep dive into your content bro and i'm I'm so excited because I feel like iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. And I feel like you and I have this very big view on spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you kind of coast through life in obedience to what the Bible kind of instructs. And uh, I have my own little journey. But it's cool to see two people that have two different – like we've never met each other. We never had anything to do with each other. But we could sit down and have a like-minded conversation because you see something from the same point of view. Correct. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast is something – I haven't been this excited about a podcast in a very long time. Like <laughs> yeah. in a very long time because I'm just kind of like – this is like when you go to like – I don't know, like if you're into cars and like they're about to bring out like the coolest mm-hmm. cars and you know, you're you gonna about to talk about cars and this is something I'm super passionate about so – yeah, this I is, could,
0: bro, I could talk of a storm. Like, I'll talk to this, like, people, anyone who comes over to my house who's, like, who I know. I get excited when I know they're not that religious because I always want to end up talking about it. And then I'll just go on for, like, <laughs> like bro, I always can talk Cause about it. Because you're
1: passionate. And yeah. what people don't understand is it's not, like, it's not, like, how it is when it is about, like, jewelry or cars. That's more, like, make me feel good. This is like I'm trying to make you feel good cuz ah, I already sure. feel amazing and I'm trying to share it. that wealth with you. Yeah. But I want let's take a dive into your life and then we could kind of take these little sideway roads mm-hmm. to like what built up the man that you are today. Cool. So uh before you got into this fitness, was it fitness that kind of helped you get into this journey or was it like Um
0: so me and my dad are very close. My dad's like everything I want to be. So we so I always grew up in like a Christian house household, but I never like understood what like an intimate relationship with christ was yeah and so um i went through like a lot of like spiritual (coughs) mental battles um when i was like 18 and 19 i like really was going through it i was having like the worst derealization um depression and it like really made me feel like done with life and i went down that like that rabbit hole of like trying to like find what could help save me um and I i was taking like anxiety meds back then and it like was all making it worse and then I started listening to worship Bandit music yeah i yeah, started listening to, like worship music on my way to school um i played guitar a bit and i like would sing a little bit so i would like just go in my dad's um bathroom when he wasn't home and i'll play worship music <clears throat> and i started like feeling a like sort of it was like the holy spirit i started feeling like a presence of something you know what i mean so i started like diving deep into it. i'm a very logical person so i needed like to have um like proof or like faith Mm. you know what i mean like always like called myself a christian but i didn't like really believe it and if anybody like was to dissect my faith i probably would you know fail it was very weak it was on like a weak foundation you know if i had like a um non-believer come up to me and start asking me questions i probably would fall apart and be like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like i went on a journey to try and like find out if it was true or not through looking into like jesus of nazareth as a historical figure um because i like had like like the reason why i started doing that again i kind of skipped over that but i was like i was like done with life i was like suicidal i was like i couldn't leave my house i lost like weight because i every time i ate food i would convince myself that i was going to throw up and i developed a fear of getting sick and mm-hmm. it was like a it was like a ripple effect i would be like in my house and out of nowhere i would just like think that life wasn't real i have like an out-of-body experience and yeah. i would tweak out i like literally could not leave my house i would pull pull over on the side of the road and i'd have to like dry heave it was like literally i could not do anything and i like i, I have these voice memos i did like a life story video um i, I watched these, this video yeah i did too yeah, yeah. i, like I voice really enjoyed memos it where you, i was saying
1: you were very opening about that mm-hmm. like and that's yeah. uh pr- it was really raw it was probably the most yeah. raw thing i've ever seen when it comes it's to a great
3: story a great <clears throat> the way you told it, it was like you could really picture all the moments and it was like short, sweet, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I like that, like, because I know that being vulnerable is so important because everybody just, <clears throat> especially as like men, like they teach you to kind of keep everything down and mm-hmm. not really let it out. So, seeing just like the response and comments on like that life story thing, like I could see how many kids were relating to and also going through like depression and having, you know, derealization, anxiety. And um, all of them, like, asking, like, yo, how did you fix it? Because I literally was, like, immobile. Like, I could not – I was in, like – I got I got so bad. Like, I think it was in 2019. Like, I literally was, like, so done with it. That's why I would make the voice memos because I was, like, saying I did not want to live like that anymore because it just, like, was the – it was just a shitty way to live. It was, like, 24-7, having panic attacks. I couldn't go out and get, you know, go to a restaurant with my dad or anything because I'd get a panic attack. I had to go to an, amb- get an ambulance one time. I convinced myself I was going to die. Um, mm-hmm. and I, get like, called an ambulance. Like, it was bad. So fast forward the back to like the worship music thing. Um, I love like Maverick City music, um, Elevation Worship, and then started listening to Stephen Furtick. Um, Love Stephen. Yeah, I met him recently. I had a workout with him. Great guy. I know he gets a lot of. We met him in Arizona. Awesome dude. I'm a big
1: fan. I uh, I like (coughs) listening to uh, preachers, but sometimes uh, preachers at that platform you have to be careful. Hundred percent. You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of preachers want to like kind of get everybody, which I understand, is because. He's trying his best in in the form that he's in. Um and I'm not just talking about Steven, I'm talking about anybody. Um, but there's certain mega churches I refuse to listen to.
0: I agree. Me too. You
1: have to be careful where you get your um your spiritual weapons from. And I actually yeah. wanted to bring this up. Jess, could you grab me these two Bibles? I thought this was gonna be like towards the ending, and this is like straight up from the beginning, which I love.
3: Oh, this, yes. Very big. Dude, um,
1: so when I do Bible study, uh, the one thing that I learned is kind of like when Jesus says you have to look at it like a, a hidden treasure. You know what I mean? Like you really have to dissect it. And that's why it's called Bible studies. You're like you're really just studying it. Um, I had this Bible right over here and I was very like obsessed with the way it looks, the way it feels. Uh, but
3: it was e- like easy to read, super you know, easy the way that read. they wrote it. it was nice to read.
1: But where's the information coming from? That's the part that. I wanted to kind of share with you so check this out this is actually pretty incredible do you know what bible you have
0: um i have a i got a new study bible that i recently got it was, it's in niv though translation
1: uh what, what is that uh new
0: international version
1: mm-hmm. so you uh, that's what i mean so I, well, I wanted to bring this up and this is you can make your own decision for it but uh this is a bible that i was really liking and then i just want to show everybody this one this is an ancient aramaic Bible reading out of the original yeah so I like to do that sometimes so this is my Assyrian Bible my parents raised me as an Assyrian boy because I am an Assyrian boy and they would always (laughs) tell me like hey like don't like don't go away from this Bible this Bible is very true like it it has the actual documentary like truth of it like you know it has the substance that you need it doesn't take anything out of it I never understood this and then I'm reading Matthew 17 in this in this Bible man and this is the craziest thing. In this Bible verse, in Matthew 17, he's, he's talking to 17:14. I'll just start from there. Uh, Peter is trying to cast out a demon, mm-hmm. and he can't. And the mom is like kind of confused. She's like, I brought him to your disciples. He's not working. Uh, and then Jesus comes and he goes, look at your little faith that you have. Castes out the demon. Then he says, if you have uh, faith as a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain in front of you to go from here to there. right? You can move it. Now read right here, 22. Which one?
0: Oh, now while they were gathering in the... No, nope, ga- that's
1: 23. What's 20. 22. what does 22 say? That's what
0: 22 says. Now while they were gathering in the Galilee... Yes, 22
1: <laughs> is blank. I'm sorry, 21 is blank.
2: Oh, yeah. And no
0: it 21. goes to
1: 22. Four. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this, bro, and I'm like, wait, why is 22 blank? Like blank.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not there. So I go to this other Bible, and 22 is there, and it says this. Nevertheless, this kind does not come out except by fasting and prayer. Interesting. So basically he said, none of this stuff that I just told you matters mm. unless you pray and you fast. Wow. And I sat there and I'm like, two things hit me immediately. It's like, whoa, how powerful is praying and fasting mm-hmm. that they're going to take the Bible like it's their own, take it remove out. very important things out of it so it could... Dis, like it could discourage you or push you in the wrong area because imagine if you didn't read that and you've been praying non-stop mm-hmm. about a certain subject yeah over and over and over and over and you're like yo why isn't my god showing up to this situation mm-hmm. but it's made very clear in this scripture it says nevertheless this can't happen for some situations unless you pray and you fast wow. you're
3: fighting like a battle with the wrong tools
0: that's kind of crazy. I'm it, not gonna lie, I'm,
1: I was really excited to show you that. Because like for one week, bro, I took a walk around my neighborhood, and I'm like, I've been reading that Bible for like a year and a half now. Like, what else have I been like?
0: Been missed out from it, dude. Yeah, because I know, I know, like a uh, plenty of like, like when I, I'll, I'll have, I used to have like debates with like, um, like uh, atheists and Muslims in my Discord, and they would try to talk about how like the Bible's been like manipulated yeah and stuff and i try to like, defend it the best that i can but that's that's actually really cool i was just talking to my pastor recently asking if like i should be fasting because like i never like i always kind of felt like maybe i should try because like you're kind of like denying the flesh and jesus did it so I should, like we should as well but i never saw like direct you know in the bible telling you to i literally was like thinking about that recently so that's actually really you know
1: yeah there was a situation i was literally uh, talking to god about it because i've been praying about it and and just non trying to be obedient to the word so I could figure out. I think of life as a video game. Mm-hmm. And when I get to this certain level, I think there's a certain devil, right? This is the little thing that I've been telling myself since I get new level, new devil. So it's like, okay, I'm trying to understand how to from wisdom attack this situation. Is it the love? Is it dusting my feet and leaving? Is it, uh, uh, rebuking? Like what's the situation? So there was one thing that I could not get past and I'm like, this is the first time this has ever, like, really, truly happened to me. So I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to do everything that I can. And finally, I was like, God, you need to open my eyes and, like, help me figure this out. And I'm reading that Bible right there. And lo and behold, bro, I'm on, like, TikTok. And by the way, not for nothing, I'm never on TikTok, bro. Like, never on TikTok. Jessica had my phone for a week. That, you actually yeah. had to reach out to Jessica because for one week, I would even have my phone on me. Wow. I disconnect myself from, like, the world sometimes. And randomly I get on and this guy just goes, be careful what Bible you're reading. Look at this Bible verse. It's not in there. And I'm like, what? And so like I went to my Bible verse and I didn't see it there. So I was like, oh, oh my God, how important is this? So I fasted and what I was dealing with was solved.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: So I kind of wanted to share that with you because I was watching through your, um, your testimony mm-hmm. and I feel like your whole battle with life is faith. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I either believe in it too much like for example yeah. your overwhelmingness right like mm-hmm. when you would say oh i i can't eat so if i eat i'm gonna throw up mm-hmm. so this is pretty cool and i wanted to share my point of view i wanted to see what you think of this you know how god is a is a god of order right yeah so if he makes this table right here uh, this is a table now it's not going to be anything else it's not going to be a cow
3: mm-hmm. right it's a
1: table so if he tells us these are the actions that will prosper in this type of way And when he talks about faith, ironically, people think that he's talking about having faith in him. Mm -hmm. But I think you're so strong and we're made in his image that whatever you truly believe in and have your eyes on, you will go to. So when you were like giving yourself these panic attacks and you couldn't breathe is because you believed it and you were giving it to yourself. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, I understand that. I agree. So I just wanted to share that with you because that was like also on my heart.
0: Yeah yeah the, the the panic attacks was like i hated it because i couldn't explain it to anybody else when i was going through it because like like even my dad or like you know somebody close to me I, they would just they wouldn't understand it because they didn't experience it themselves people who have like bad derealization stuff you can't explain it to somebody else unless they a- also have had it yeah <clears throat> so I, I started like worship music all that stuff and then got into it started watching uh billy graham you listen to him ever
1: billy graham i don't know billy graham
0: he, used to, he was like the president's like pastor for a minute, like old school guy. He would fill out stadiums. Very- oh, wait, the
1: older man mm-hmm. in black and white. Yep. Oh, I love his stuff. The best. Yo.
3: Oh, you have. You, I've seen him watch. I watch his that.
1: stuff. And you know, it's so crazy. You brought him up. There's certain people I see in my life where I'm like, man, like he's he's talked to God. Yep. Not like talk to God, like in like reading the Bible. I'm talking like that man has talked to God. And you could tell because there's some people when they talk about God, they're not talking as if they're like, they haven't seen him. They're talking as if they've really seen him. And it's so crazy to watch him speak and generations will go by and they'll still like be listening to his words. I watch his
0: motivational, like, it's like a montage and they have like Billy Graham over the background. He was, he was one of the best. So I listened to him a lot. Um, And then I started listening to like, or watching apologetics uh watch the case for Christ, it's a good mo- good movie, true story movie, um on like the evidence for like the resurrection. And it came to the conclusion it takes just as much faith to be like an atheist as it does to be a Christian. So it's like Well you're believing you, something. Yeah and then you look at like Pascal's like wager, Pascal, I don't know how you pronounce it, wager, which is basically like um the if you believe in a God and there is no God um you really don't miss out you miss out on some things maybe um or you don't believe in a god and there is a god and you miss out on everything in Mm -hmm. the afterlife so like there's like this wager that basically says that there's more good in in life that comes out of believing in something than than not because if you die not believing in something and it was true then you have eternity in hell but Mm -hmm. if we die with our faith even though it's not true we really don't lose anything at Mm -hmm. the end of the day you might lose some things that you think are going to please you on earth today really don't you know what I mean? So no, it's 100%. Georgie says something. this all the
3: time. Yeah. I think we have this conversation yeah. all the time. Yeah, we've said the same thing.
1: This is Alex Honnold. For those of you guys that don't know who Alex is, Alex is the greatest free solo climber to ever exist. And he just retired to climb his next mountain, Thumb War Challenges. So we decided to hit Venice and see if there's any competition. Here we go. I love your smile while you're climbing Oh, there you go. You get 250 bucks and a year's supply of soap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say joints. I
3: was like, yeah. He's like, who do I gotta play?
1: One, two, three. Oh, my God. You were dry? No, I'm okay. When you shook my hand, I immediately knew where I was gonna go. I'm Jeremy
0: Petroncio. Nickname is Tank. I was ninth in the world in arm wrestling. He looks worn out. Ooh,
1: he said, you're worn out. Go. One, One, two, three. It is over with. Oh, my God. Breathe. Don't forget. Ah. He shoot. Oh, one. Two, three. Logan drove Boys. all the way here to be a winner, a winner! At the end of the day, there were some winners and there were some losers. If you see Alex in the wild, go ahead and challenge him for your chance to win Dr. Squatch Free Soap for one year. I got to a place in my life, dude, where it's so undeniable that even like I'll sacrifice careers moves. And you know, I wasn't always on my platform praising, but it got to a place where if you believe And I do believe sometimes the fight isn't trying to get other people to believe it's getting other people to see what it's doing in your life. Yeah. And so when I have conversations with Muslim friends or or Buddhist friends or people that don't even like believe in any type of higher power, I think what we got into um, the habit of is just arguing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like we just want to argue. We're like, no, 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 your God's this and my God's that. And it's just, I think that's why like the best way to preach was the way Jesus did it. And it was by example. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. When somebody sees you being such a good man, an outstanding man, a righteous man, mm-hmm. and watching your fruits bear in front of them, they're going to be like, yo, I want to be a part of his garden. Yo. Well, actions
3: like don't lie, you know? Yeah. Because I think everybody everybody's full of pride and everybody wants to be the person who's right in an argument. Like, no, I'm the one who's believing in the right thing so you should listen to me rather than being open to what the other person is saying and like maybe they're right. Maybe what I believe is wrong.
1: Yeah, and also not yeah. everybody's doing it with bad intentions either. Mm, like, there, just, there's I'm, a lot of priests that like um, will use the fear tactic the same way our government does. That, the same I've been
0: seeing that on TikTok, dude.
1: It's bad. And it also, it's it's like it it doesn't help support the community that you're a part of if, if you're scaring people out of here like first of all it, it, when you use your words instead of the lord's words you're using broken words mm-hmm. it, his is bulletproof there's been people that try to go inside the bible and defunct it and like they just get baptized afterwards because they're like my god this is like it's a perfect thing i can't break it down it's tied with our history that's why our calendars are banked off the bible like there's reasons why i choose to go off of his words and not mine because bro next week i could be learning more about myself or about him and i'm like oh my god like i steered this person wrong so when you're trying to come at it from a pride like oh i know what i'm talking about you don't know what you're talking about it it, it, you're only working with satan because satan knows the bible better than you so he's gonna let you try to fumble the wrong words
0: yeah i hate the whole fear tactic thing because like i always i like say like jesus didn't teach like that first off and then I just started reading, I'm almost done with it, and it's a book. It's called All of God by John Bevere, who's like a good pastor. Um, And it kind of goes over the having a fear of God, but not in that type of fear. It's a fear that's like a wholesome, holy fear that draws you towards rather than scare you away. It's like an awe and a reverence for a creator, but it's like a thing, a fear that casts out all other fear. Does that make sense?
1: Well, okay, so... <sighs>
0: there's so, like It dissects are you, are, so it. You're so you're trying good. to talk
1: about the fear of God? Yeah. Like so... The, I explain this to people all the time. Fear of God is not like, well, I mean, dude, it says the man who goes into heaven is a man who fears God, right? So you can't deny it. So we have to like explain it in a way where people are like, well, I don't want to be underneath a ruler that's making me scared. It's not that regardless of how you feel about God or don't you don't believe in God, you're going to fear something. Mm-hmm. So my thing is I'd rather fear God and then fear nothing else yep. than not fear God and fear everything else in That's my life. That's a good life. way to put it. Do you get what I'm saying? That's so, a good way to put and it. And also here's another thing. You love your dad, right? Yeah. Would you be scared? scared of disappointing him
0: yeah that's this is i yeah. literally did a podcast hey. oh my like talking about this
1: so you would fear that yeah. when your friends around you in high school were doing drugs and they were going and partying like you were saying in your little doc the reason why you didn't go out there wasn't because you were scared of like taking the drugs or having a good time or I getting late no one's scared of that bro they're scared of seeing your face on your father when he's like why would you Put me in a position that, you know what I used to always think? My mom used to sit me down and she goes, don't let me be one of those mothers that get a phone call Mm -hmm. saying your son's dead at a party. Don't let the rest of my life go nowhere because you couldn't call me. Just call me if you need. I'll grab you. I don't care if you are drunk or if you're high. Just call me. Yeah. And that fear took over my life because I was so scared that somebody would knock on my mom and dad's door and they would fall at their knees because I made a bad decision that it scared me to not do drugs when I was growing up. Yeah. So you're going to fear something. It might as well be something that's going to be beneficial for you. Yeah, why mm-hmm. not fear God? You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I did I did a um I posted a short like or a reel on my like podcast page literally talking about like fearing God. And it like hit the algorithm like crazy for that page. It was getting like Hit like 2 million interactions or something and like the comments were all like why should I have to fear God if he's loving and I'm like bro you literally just like missed the entire point that I was explaining in that it's like a healthy holy fear because if like basically what I said in the video is that the reason why the society is going downhill in today's generation of Christians and everything is because of a lack of a fear of God meaning like you mm. continue in your patterns of sin because you don't have a fear of God like 100%. if you actually do you'll break those patterns
1: I I I'm going to so get grilled for saying this, but congratulations. You guys took God out of your school because you didn't want them praying in school. And now they're praying on your children.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's facts. <laughs> Sorry to say it.
1: Your children are the ones to go, bro. Look what they're installing in nowadays youth. You know what I'm saying? Like it got to a place where anytime you want to remove God out of such a situation, like you're removing the light out of it. So, dude, do your do yourself a favor. Just at least do your homework on how it feels. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't like to reflect. They don't like to implement something and see how it works in their life. And uh, I'm just so tired of people blaming God when they're the ones pushing them out of the equation. I'm like, dude, you can't blame God anymore. You guys took them out. This is the sad part, and this is the truth about Christians. We do feel that power of God because we're in it. And sometimes we like to hold his might and smite other people in our way. And that's crazy because that's not our journey. Our journey is to show them his might, not use it to smite other people. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I wish more of Christians thought like that, because Christians are it's some good, of the most judgmental people, and it ruins people's. Because they're faith. Hurt yeah. and they're broken, <clears> throat> especially, throat> especially throat> in the Catholic Church. Because, I've seen a lot because
1: they're hurt and they're broken, bro. Like, I, I went through this whole thing with my mom, because my my Assyrian church does things where I'm like, yo, that shouldn't be done, this shouldn't be done, blah blah blah. This this is and that, and bro, like, the more and more I grew in my faith, the more I was like, okay, I could kind of understand it, and before I came at it in such. A disrespectful way I'll give you uh, I'll give you like a A a very personal thing Me and my mom Were going back and forth On like saints And like Hey like I don't think we should be Fasting for saints I think that's totally wrong I don't think Peter Would be appreciative If we're dedicating a day To fast in his name When it's really Just about God So we went back and forth And Me and my mom Would only yell at each other At the top of our lungs When we're talking about God yeah, and I, I could not understand this and and one day I got on my knees and I was sobbing because I was like okay dude I love my parents so much I got a place next to them next ne- literally like oh street down because I love spending time with them and I go well, this is crazy I love spending time with them but I can't spend the time that I want to spend with them talking about the gospel so I, one day I get on my knees and I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm asking God I go God like How do I communicate with my mom? How do I let her know she's not doing it right? She's doing this and she's wrong and she's da-da-da and she's da-da-da. And God goes, Hold on. You're regardless, even if you were right, you're missing the order. It goes, father, father, mother, children. Why are you stepping above your mother as if she's your daughter? Mm -hmm. Come with her with respect. So one day I came and I and I, I was like, hey, mom. God basically opened my eyes and told me that the way I was talking to you, it came from a, a very uh, confidently, like angered, like faithful, like I, I want to show you this, but like you know that 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 passion. That's what I say. It comes from passion, but you have to check yourself.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Because what we do as humans is we we put our emotions before our obedience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and God doesn't want that. He says be obedient. That's why He says stuff like be angry but sin not. Mm-hmm. So I came, I humbled myself, and then we in one hour went over one year of things we were arguing about. And wow. God says, I can't work in your life if you move the way Satan moves. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you see these people that are hurting and they're justifying or they're, or they're putting out God's word, but in a very bad way, mm-hmm. instead of telling them or getting angry, dude, I know this sounds crazy, but ask God, be like, open their heart and mind. Have them be peaceful at your peace and not theirs. Do you, do you know what I'm like? Yeah. Yeah. You
0: should be a pastor, bro. You're really good at, you're like, you remind me of my pastor. The way that like, when I talk to him about things, like, you really dissect it well. I, I, in a way I, that's like But you digestible. also do too,
1: that, that, that reflecting, that, that <sighs> thing where I could see it in you, where you, like you breathe because I could see in your brains rapidly moving and mm-hmm. you're seeing so many things. But what you're not doing is believing that this is like, this is something that you need to be reflecting on. Yeah. And I could see it's overwhelming you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, you know what I told my friends and my sister here? I said, I got to look at you in the face and tell you one thing that's going to devastate you, but it might change your life. You need to be scared. Like You, you're, you need to be okay with dying yeah you need to be okay with it bro i've,
0: I've been like thinking about that recently because i hate flying and when i found out I had to come out here again i was like mm. i was tweaking I was, in, <laughs> I was in the shower in the morning and i was like i was like praying i was like god please don't let me die bro like i like I, something about me not being in control scares me mm-hmm. so like i have to fly tonight and again i'm tweaking over it but i'm like I'll start bumping worship music like the whole time through my headphones. Like when we leave, as soon as we get on the plane, I like pray with, with Joey before we get in the, like, on the plane and like, but I feel, I feel like I've been trying to be okay with dying. Yeah. When I was, I did.
1: when I was a kid, dude, I had this thing and, and I've never said this besides Belle, my sister and my mom knows it. These are the only three people that know this. I was a kid. I was like the sixth grade, maybe fifth grade. And I kept having visions of me getting massively murdered, bro. Like, like viciously murdered. But when I was older (laughs) and I was already in the light and it was only because I spoke the word of God in my media. And so I was like really scared. So in the fifth or sixth grade, I went up to my mom and I go, mom, like I fully like I prayed about it and I was like, God, I'm tired of this. And God put this peace in my heart. And he says, well, if you die, where do you go? And I go, okay, I'll go with you. So like, should it really be worried. And that's the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, well, he's already conquered death. So I walked up to my mom in the fifth or sixth grade and I go, mom, I'm going to die at a young age, but I want you to be completely okay with it. And she started sobbing her, straight what, into her face. I was in fifth like, grade.
3: Can you imagine your child walking up to you and saying that? I was- I would fall. I don't know. So,
1: <laughs> so weirdly enough, I had a weird like I had a weird childhood. I had a like a really close relationship with God ever since the very third grade. Like very close. I would go to church by myself and talk to him in the parking lot. Like not like you would form in front of me, but I would just sit there and talk out loud as if he could hear me. And so this is one of the times I came home. I was like, Mom, I'm gonna die at a young age, but you gotta be okay with it. It's in his will. And then I didn't know, but to realize that, bro, that of course. okay. So as much as you know your purpose, the devil knows it better than you. Yeah. So what is he going to do? Is he going to have you be scared of life so you can't move in life? So if I break the chains of death, like, okay, dude, I don't care if I die or not. I'm going to go on my podcast and talk about God. I don't care about the views. I don't care about me dying in a car accident or a plane because I know you exist. I know what's going to happen in my life. I know what's going to happen to my soul. Boom. Boom. If soon as you remove death from the equation, bro, you kind of live like a superhero. You feel more free. You don't give a... Like, I know we're talking about (sighs) the Bible. You don't give a shit, bro. You don't care. Nothing matters to you anymore. The only thing you fear is God, and that's what you need to focus on. We were just talking about the fear of God, but you can't have two fears, bro. You can't be fearing of God and And then then fearing of of death death because then you truly don't believe in one thing. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, add something. Yeah.
3: Just because that I'd, i thought about this when you said that you know you it's something scares you but not being in control
2: mm-hmm.
3: and i think like from watching your video where you explained kind of like what you had been through and i think like maybe and because i can relate to that i think when i was younger too I didn't have a lot of control on what like what was going on in my life Never have a lot of control in my childhood and i feel like maybe you had the same thing where you didn't have a lot of control of what was happening around you yeah. so now being an adult you're like i need to know what's going on you want to have control because that's that feeling scares you. Mm -hmm. And I went through the same thing. I was a really big control freak, you know, like I would really wreck myself because I just wanted to be in control of everything that was around me. And I realized that was only hurting myself. And then I think like, once I came to terms with knowing that what happens will happen, regardless of whether I stress about it or if I don't stress about it, it, it's going to have the same outcome. So while I'm in this moment, rather than just stressing this moment, not enjoying this moment, giving myself anxiety, I know that, it's going to be fine because it's already in God's will and God has me and I have faith in that. And so rather than ruining my moment right now, I'm going to enjoy it because I know that when I like leave or when I land from the plane, the same thing will have happened whether I stressed about it or not.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think, I mean, I'm happy to bring that up because like I had had a pretty bad childhood. Like I, I was blessed in terms of like, I did not have to worry about money or anything. Like my dad always made good money, but in terms of like being an only child in my my parents' relationship was like we had, they had, it was like a divorce that lasted like four years. So just like saw a lot and heard a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have at like mm-hmm. a very young age, and mm-hmm. I was like extremely I'm Sorry to deal with that, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy because again, I don't think I'd be here if I didn't go through that. Yeah. Um, but it was like a lot of uh like isolation, um, being like an only child going through that, and then um, I think that's like I don't know, that's like definitely it's still i'm still obviously being molded and transformed through christ and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it definitely still has a wearing on me especially when i find myself um focusing too much on like business social media and drawing away from god i feel it always like it gets worse again Like it comes back and i could see it in more things and then i have to like kind of reevaluate and one of the reasons why i did i started my little it's not even a podcast it's literally just me talking to a camera and i literally was saying in the last one i use it as a therapy session now I say the things to the camera that i'm trying to tell other people but i'm, I'm trying to tell to myself you know what i mean mm. and i'm aware of that
1: also two things i'm glad i brought up that faith thing where you have to pray and fast I, yeah I because I, I feel to. like this might be the thing that you can't do on your own and there's yeah. always going to be one thing you can't do on your own because then you could see god's mercy on us right mm-hmm. man For fifteen years of my life, I've been dealing with this, and then one time I pray and fast, it's gone. Then you're like, you really have a testimony. Yeah. And then two, you gotta be careful on what you say, and Mm -hmm. it it stresses me out like crazy because like even on this podcast, but I'm gonna review it like a hundred times because I didn't come prepared to speak about the gospel like everything like a script. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from my heart, but that doesn't mean that it's right. 100. So
0: your feelings can be misleading. All that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: The one thing that I learned is what you say matters, bro. in the bible it says be careful of your tongue it's like a sword right Uh so if you're saying stuff that could cut you know how people say it cuts deep Mm -hmm. sometimes it cuts too deep right so if you if you lead somebody because in the moment you're like oh i'm feeling this but you got to remember you have a platform which means you have a a big power in your hand so like i would just say be careful on what you put out i know it's a therapy session but if it's a therapy session, there's a lot of things that you're learning and growing from. True. So what happens if one guy looks up to you, takes this information, as like puts it into work, of, yeah. and then now he turns away from God completely because mm-hmm. of you. Now, bro, this is something I stress about because I see all the comments like, how could he be a Christian when he does this, this, and that? So, but it's staying bro. in my own lane. But the reason I brought it up is because it's really just for you. If you ever see people that are depressed or have anxiety, all the time they're saying, I'm anxious, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. If you see people that are going to the gym and they're killing it, they're like, dude, I want to get a pump in. I, I feel healthy. I want to get... You're speaking it onto existence. You were made in God's image, and God created everything from his mouth.
2: Yeah.
0: Girl, I was just listening to something about this the other day. I yeah. can't remember where, but I've, I've, I've heard this type of...
1: And now, concept. it probably was... It might have been you. Were you watching stuff on me to learn yeah, about you? it might you? have been Same, you. Same. Dude, because you're saying stuff. I was like, I've heard this. And I was like, wait, I just, yeah. I just watched this. Uh, no, bro, I know, I bro. Really, uh, I really appreciate your vulnerability, bro, because I want to bring, because I know your audience comes from, you know, bodybuilding and, and working out. So yeah. I want to use this reference. In your life when it was really tough and hard, I want you to think of it kind of like how God was stretching you out like a muscle. When sure. you when you are working out and you feel the next day that you're in a lot of pain, you mm-hmm. kind of get excited because you know there's growth there. Correct. So when you look back at those moments in your life where there's a lot of pain, yeah. just remember God may have stretched you out a little bit mm-hmm. because he knew your platform before you knew your platform. Yeah. So he's like, nah, nah nah, this is my warrior. So I gotta I gotta bend him and and yeah. and and make sure he's he's versatile. Ready for that. For the war. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because it's, it's going to take a lot to put a lot of people on your shoulders. And, dude, to turn on a camera and talk to 10 people, let alone 700,000, 800,000 people that were watching that vulnerable video you made. Yeah, I know millions of people would be like, nah, hang me. Put me in the chair. I'm not doing that. I'd rather die than do that. Mm. That That's because you have nothing to lose anymore, bro. You, you literally have gone yeah. through the worst in your heart. And so I think all those times that you – Look back and you're like, God, you know, that was really hard. Celebrate those, dude. Because they didn't beat you, bro.
0: 100%. That's what I try to, like, show other people. And that's, like, why I wanted to do that video is because, like, seeing where God brought me from there to, like, now, it's, like, you have to see that it's a miracle that that even happened. Like, I'm trying to show people that, like, once I, like, put God first and, like, dove deep into it, like, not saying that you're going to become, like, prosperous or whatever by doing that i mean i think everybody's plan is different god just happened to like bless me in you know certain ways give me a platform but um i just want to show people like how that happened because like i was so like i really was about to off myself it was bad are you
1: scared of telling people that they're going to (sighs) prosper ridiculously if they believe in god because you're scared that they're not going to prosper and they're like oh there's no god
0: i mean i think just like i'm not going to say like prosper maybe financially but maybe in other aspects
1: they will i'm telling you bro every aspect yeah. And I will confidently tell anybody, you really? want to be rich, give more. It says in the Bible. I have been struggling with that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I drove up to this guy. He's a billionaire. He lives in um, where, San Diego?
3: No, it's up by Temecula, but like in Elmore, right? No,
1: no, it's San Diego. We drove up to San Diego. Regardless of where he's at, billionaire. Super Christian dude. And I'm like, yo, is this selfish of me that I want this? Like, I want all this success like and wealth. Nice and he goes, what is wrong with wanting the best? Yeah. And I go, well, how do I get here? And he's like, give. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, you want to be rich? Give. But I swear to God, in the Bible, you will read. How many times do people say, don't test God? A lot. Do you know there's a Bible verse where it says, test God? Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. How crazy is that? Mm. And you're like, what? And this is the best part. I know there's some stingy dork out there that's like, I don't believe in God, but I'll test them right now. Give. Give 10% of your money away to somebody else secretly. Let me give an example. This hand shall not know what this yeah. hand gives. Okay. So if you give and you give not in your own honor, but in his honor. So when you give, you say, hey, this is it for me. I just want to let you know God loves you. And God watches you on earth dispersing his wealth that he gave to you to other people. I promise you, you're going to be wealthy. I promise you, it's a fact. And I'll tell you why. It happened to me. Mm -hmm. Right after this man told me. I've been working in this industry for years, bro. I wasn't catching a break at all. Was already famous. Was already having all this uh, audience. I would make money but lose it really quick. I would uh, disperse it in the wrong areas, invest it in the wrong areas. I was just wasn't my financial state was always me check to check even though my checks were big but it was still check to check mm-hmm. and then one day i was like okay i'm gonna quietly disperse this money now i'm not posting it on social media i'm making me videos about it. i'm not tweeting about it my girlfriend doesn't know about it the only person that knows about it is my accountant because he's like yo where's his money going
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay was the best financial year of my life yeah. by like it would have taken me all 10 years that I was out in LA to make what I made in six months.
0: So it's interesting that you say that. So for me, when I had no money, when I had like, that's not no money. I had like two grand when I was like, I don't know, like when I was working with Joey. And whenever I saw a homeless person or anything, I gave them all the cash I had in my wallet, whatever I had, I gave it to them all the time I was giving to like anybody when I had none. And now I make a lot of money and it kind of came quick. Like last year, I mean, I started making money in like, 2021 was the first year I actually like made money in my entire life um and then last year I, I made a lot um and I've been like I've been talking I've having like a bunch of conversations with my pastor we go meet a lot and talk but like it, I feel like I know I should be giving more, and, mm. but I'm just like also too like paying like like obviously how to pay taxes and stuff like you're scared that hurt.
1: you're scared And I'm worried I don't know I'm a, just no 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 this is good this is a great conversation yeah. just turn the AC on so what is happening here <laughs> is you have the uh, amount of money right L- let me give you an example Tony Robbins said this if you're not gonna give one dollar out of ten you're not gonna give a hundred thousand out of a million the reason why is because you're not a bad person. You want to do good. So in your mind, you're like, let me take care of myself now. So then that way later on, I could then take care of many people. Yeah. But this is the problem. My friend, you never took care of yourself. Yeah. God took care of you. Correct. So for you to stand before your mother and be like, no, 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 I got this. Let me figure out how to do this. God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to our partnership? Mm-hmm. You were blessed because I gave you the ability to be opening these doors and mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. So for you to be like, well, if I give this out now, what happens if I don't get it after? God's like, what, what are you talking about? You shouldn't have even had it in the first place. But yeah, yet you still you're steward of it. You still fear it. Yeah. This reminds me of... um. The Bible verse when uh, Jesus was on the boat, you remember when he was with the disciples? Mm-hmm. So uh, do you know the story of Jonah?
0: In the whale? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Jonah got eaten by a, by a big fish, and he was on his way was to the. it go- a whale? They say, it, no, it's this big fish. A
2: big
0: fish. It's okay. not a whale.
1: People confuse it with whale, but it's actually a big fish. The, okay. And so he gets eaten by a big fish to go save the Assyrians, which is me. So mm-hmm. shout out to him. Thank you for that. My people would have never been alive if it wasn't for that <laughs> uh and jonah was at the very bottom of the boat because he was so much pain in his heart because god said get up go save the people of Nineveh," but he was like no i don't want to do that they're terrible people like how were i you remember in the beginning we're like yo those people need to go but god had a plan for those evil people so he goes go and so he lays at the very very bottom bottom of the boat and he's crying and he's sleeping at the bottom of the boat so when the disciples now future are on the boat, where's Jesus? Jesus is at the very bottom of the boat and he's sleeping because he's fulfilling every prophecy that we did wrong. So he's at the bottom of the boat and he's sleeping. And, and Simon and Peter, you know, Simon Peter Simon, wakes him up and he goes, We're gonna die. We're gonna die. These waves are huge. Now he they watched this man do miracles already. They've already seen him do everything the same way that you've done in your life, right? You see mm-hmm. God everywhere. Yeah. But there's moments where waves come at you. And you're like, yo, life is getting crazy. I feel like I can't breathe. I'm underwater. You get scared, yeah. And God says, What faith do you have? Come, right? So he goes onto the water, and Peter's on the water, right? So when he's walking, he fell. But if you read the scripture, he says, Quickly, Jesus reached out and grabbed them. So Peter was right here on the water, and Jesus was right here. The times are gonna get really crazy in life, they're gonna go all over the place. But if you keep yourself near Christ, those waves will flatten and you could walk on them. So when you have circumstances where you're like, I want to do good, but I'm scared because this is the money that I have now. And for people that are wondering at home, why is he worried? Is because social media is like, we're on our own bosses. So when we do a brand deal, we get that money, but we don't know when the next deal is coming. And it can get scary. So in your mind, you're like, I want to do good for you, God, but I'm scared. I I have my family, I have my friends I got to take care of. I have people that their bills are paid off of me. Fear not, bro. He's going to prosper you. So when you, I saw it right away, when you're like, I tried to tend not to tell people is gonna. No, bro, that's the devil saying like, yo, if you go to Jesus, things might not change, and I'm scared that you're not gonna believe. Listen, you cannot have Jesus Christ in your life and not change. It is impossible.
2: Yeah,
0: if you genuinely impossible. If you actually like,
1: if you didn't get money while you have Jesus, is because your heart is corrupted, <sighs> and when you have money, you will do very terrible things because there's two gods of this earth: the god of money, mm-hmm. and jesus
0: so yeah i'm happy this is like helping me out yeah lot. good like dude so i'm, I'm glad therapy. this is helping me out
1: because now i could understand and, and articulate in a little better way and i get nervous talking to people because dude I, people always like right away you're like you should be a preacher and like immediately i always tell people i go i'm good enough to be muddy dirty gross mm-hmm. I'm in the mud, but I'd rather preach to the people around me. I'm, I'm in this mess. I'm in this gunk. But like that doesn't mean I have to ditch God because I'm, I'm trash, bro. You, like this guy said, you don't clean up before you take a shower. Mm. You know what I mean? The shower is God. You go to get cleaned up. When we go to the church and we people are like, these are full of hypocrites. They, look at them. They're they're judging. They're speaking. They're doing all this. They're lusting. Look at these girls. They were shaking their asses on Saturday and they're in church this Sunday, bro. That's like going to the hospital. And be like, look at all these sick people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what they should be. They're here. They're learning. They're growing, dude. Mm-hmm. Once you really look at it from a from a lens of only love, bro, like only love, mm-hmm. everything starts shaping out differently in your eyes. It's everything's a point of view in life. Everything.
2: Yeah.
1: Everything's a point of view. So why would you not put it in the point of view of God? So when you're yeah. arguing with somebody or if you're scared of giving financially, if you just take a second to be like, okay, how would my God see this? Mm-hmm. You know you would see it differently. You know that if you were in a room and there was a guy that's bodybuilding now, he looks up to you, your you're shoulder to shoulder, you guys are benching with each other, you're, you're, you're spotting him and he looks you in your eyes, he goes, is my life gonna change? Am I gonna be tired of keeping up with these bills? Am, is my mom gonna get healed of cancer? Am I doing this? And you're gonna be like this, Oh, that's a lot of requests, bro. (laughs) That's a lot of requests. Yeah, yeah. But would you say that if God was in front of you? No. Nah, you'd be like, yo, the cancer is done. And trust me, everything that's in your heart and all those boxes you want to check, they're all going to be solved. Every single one of them. If you would like to try it, open up the Bible and read. Mm -hmm. I can't do it for you. But I'm not gonna lie and say like I'm not gonna get scared of telling these people, bro. This is like, you know what's so funny? People always always c- up to me and they dap me up and they go, dude, this is crazy. You have so much balls talking about God in front of everybody, bro. <sighs> I like, get that. yeah, all the time, right? And mm. it's the best feeling in the world. Thank you. But like, I-, I laughed because I was like, yo, my career didn't even start properly until I started doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All these doors started flying open, bro. There are so many opportunities. And situations that I have no business being a part of it's because it wasn't me that did it. So how dare I tell somebody in front of me that, yeah, things are not going to change if you, like, I don't know, man, that's between you and God. No, I know it's because that's the one question that's going to separate him from actually following through the word of God. And not if the guy who he looks up to goes, well, I don't know if it's going to happen. The guy's (laughs) going to be like, I'm not spending every day reading the Bible. I hate reading. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? I got you.
0: That's a good point.
1: I love this podcast. Yeah. I really do. And I hope I'm not going crazy off of my tangents. I just, like oh, I said, like when it goes. I'm, into have,
0: this, I'm loving this. This is, I'm learning a lot.
1: Is there anything on your heart that you've been like, kind of like sitting with? Like you're like, yo, I like.
0: I, I think I'm happy you brought up the, the prayer, like the fasting and prayer. I feel like, bro, I move a million miles a minute. Like you can probably tell even now, like I'm, I'm always overwhelmed, especially when I'm traveling. That's why I like staying at home. But, um, I've been, I definitely feel like I have to, so when you explain how you go about it, like how do you fast?
1: Well, think about a fast as like a, like a sacrifice. (sighs) Mm -hmm. So
3: how I think of it is this. And by the way,
1: this
3: (laughs) 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 this is actually great that you're getting to kind of go through how you see fasting and because I find that some of the things that you don't like when you're becoming Christian, the first thing that's not available to you is how to pray properly and how to fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so. always
1: going to that's gonna be in a relationship. So I don't want everybody here who's listening to very much remember, I am just a boy in this silly little town called Hollywood, figuring it out. The best way to figure it out is having a relationship. Like when me and you started dating, I didn't know anything about you or how to really be with you or how to work with you or understand your, your emotions or understand your things that you need in life Mm -hmm. um, until we went through trial and error. Mm -hmm. So I had to fail you a few times for me to really look you in the eyes and be like, I know I'm the right man for her. I'm good with her. Right. You get what I'm saying? So don't be afraid of like failing. Trust me, bro. (laughs) I fail every day, like multiple times. In fact, there's probably something I said in this podcast where people are like, oh, do you know that's what kills me the most is when I watch back something I said and I'm like, oh, that's definitely not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, I really didn't say it properly. Um, wish you could do it again. I feel you. Nah, but I just move on. I just move on, bro. Like, I'm not going to sit here and dwell. I don't dwell, bro. I, again, everything is in his hands. So if I messed up, I literally think of him as like a little cute eraser and it goes and he like fixes it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll move on. Mm-hmm. If I sit and dwell about it, then I don't trust him to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then now we're standing still. Yeah. If I could just keep moving and know that he got me. But that doesn't mean I could go and sin. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying when I know I feel bad about something, don't feel bad, move on. It's actually a, it's a sin to feel bad too much.
0: I yeah. If you're if I you're, I talked d- my pastor about that recently. I
1: had that where I would dwell. I and I'd that. be like, I don't, I don't even deserve to speak about him. And, and in there, a platform like, with, yeah, I feel
0: like I'm not worthy. Like why? I don't see why these people should be watching me. I shouldn't even be talking about this because I feel bad too because. Like, a lot of people like will support me because of me being open about it, and then I'm making money off of it, and then mm. I feel bad. And I'm like, I, sh- I don't even deserve that. Yeah, but you're
1: not. Like, think about how much more money you would be making if you were taking all these other brand deals that you shouldn't be taking, putting girls half naked in thumbnails. You know, there's a lot of ways we could be monetizing way more, but we're not. We're choosing not to.
3: You're trying to, like, make a difference. And something we had learned recently was that, yeah, like, who are you to. To judge yourself and to or who are you to for to not forgive yourself and to keep hammering yourself about something when like god forgives you you know what i mean to a certain right like oh of course like god forgives you and so it's like who are you to oh, not nice. forgive yourself nice you know? i
1: love this verse uh mm. and not a verse that's just something I. It kinda, was something that we learned I told, I told you when you were going through this
3: yeah we learned i can remember if we went over it uh, she but, was she
1: was dwelling over something that she already asked forgiveness for yeah, and by the way, it was nothing crazy. People it's do just that when you really have the love of God in your heart. Small things matter to you. For example, I'll be vulnerable. Masturbating is big to me. Yeah. Like if I watch porn, I like, for three days will be very sad and I'm very Correct. like broken. You feel body. dirty. Yeah, I just feel like I like who am I to go do this and then tell people not to do it? I just fell on my Correct. Wagon, you know? right. Correct, bro. Same. Yeah. Speaking. So fasting. What I said is this: <laughs> If God sent His only Son to be crucified. Because he believed that you were worth forgiveness. Mm. Who do you think you are to even justify yeah. that you're not? Yeah, You have no authority over that. Now you're just trying to go against his will. Correct. Now let me go back to fasting. How I see it is really cool. I always think of myself as a king and queen, right? Like when I talk to little girls or little boys, I go, you're king, you're queen. And you have to, you have to really know that and you have yeah. to move that way. But in this moment, we're talking about God, right? So he is the king of kings. So if I'm back in the day and I had a farm and I realized that there's certain type of people coming in and ripping my wheats out or like ruining my crops. Mm -hmm. And I can't handle this because there's too many of them. There's like a village amount of people. So I go to my king and I go, hey, I brought the best fruits from my garden. It's a sacrifice to you here could you please go take care of these situations that I cannot take care of? And the king goes, okay, I'll honor you, go. Yeah. So this is what I think fasting is. When you give up something for God, you have to be very in your heart, willing to know that you're, you're coming at your most vulnerable state, bro. Don't be fasting and going partying and drinking and smoking and hanging out with your friends. If you're fasting, fast with your whole heart. Mm. I... When I fast my certain church teaches me no dairy no meat. Fast yourself so I did 3 days no dairy no meat.
0: But you can eat other food. Yeah. Okay, that was like my main question I guess. I mean, you Not could think of, like working it, out. I'm listen,
1: like- if you could uh do only water? Like I want to do one where it's only water for 3 days. Mm-hmm. But I just was obedient to my church. My church is like, "Listen, for this sacrifice just do no dairy no meat." And so I was like, "All right, it's my church God's gonna take it to them if it's a problem. They're the ones told me. So I did no dairy, no meat. I fasted. Now, mind you, you could do other things. Like, for example, if you're addicted to marijuana and you want to uh, fast from marijuana. But you, remember, what you're, whatever you're giving the king, it's something you hold valuable to yourself. Yourself. Do you gotcha. get what I'm saying? You're not giving them like, hey, here's a water bottle. Like, like you yeah, the know, thing what I mean?
3: that like you hate like broccoli. You're like, i yeah, go no broccoli. God, listen, <laughs> listen.
1: Take the broccoli and get rid of the cancer. Okay, <laughs> yeah. the guy's like, this is how it works. You got to give him something that is is very, very big in your heart. Mm-hmm. And then when you're there, dude, like pray, be in his presence. A lot, yeah. Yeah, be Seek, in his presence.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, it's crazy. And you'll know this more than anything, bro. Do you know what Jesus' name was before it was Jesus?
0: Before it was Jesus? Yeah.
1: I just figured this out. And by the way, please, comment section. If somebody's like a Bible scholar, like correct me because this one I'm not 1,000%. But check no this out. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God God was the Word.
0: Yeah. John, right?
1: Yeah. So Jesus was the Word before he was... So like when people are like, well, it's easier because back in the day they had him. It's like, well, no, dude. He came as the Word first, then came as man, and then now he left you the Word. So you just don't want to pick up your Bible. That's your fault. You know what I mean? Like when people are like... I have a lot of friends in my life where they... They will fight me on what the Bible says, but have never read the Bible. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it, it, to yeah. me, it's, it's just, I don't understand. No, I do understand. Okay, I figured, that this is what I figured out. So tell me what you think about this. By the way, this, we're like an hour in and I'm definitely rambled. Either people love or hate this episode. Uh, but I don't care because I love it. I found this to be true in my heart. God doesn't send a guardian angel to deliver you what you're praying about god i want a better physique he doesn't come down with a magic wand and bless you with a better physique yeah what he gives you is his point of view which is wisdom and wisdom will bring to you the tools that could conquer what you want to get done so when people stray away from god Mm -hmm. i believe they stray away from wisdom
0: that's a good point
1: do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I'm arguing, like, you know, you said, oh, I argue with some people. I don't argue with people. Because, bro, it's like arguing with somebody who's, like, talking about Assyrians when they don't know who Assyrians are. And I'm Assyrian. It's like, like I can't argue with you. You don't even know the rules to argue with. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, there's no point of arguing. It's, it's pointless.
0: When I, when I go to, um, like, pray now, like, for success and for things like that. Like What's I don't, pray now? Like, when I go to pray. Oh, I like th- cause you
1: said it like it was an event. <laughs> no.
0: Well, when I go to, like, pray for things, like, now, like, instead of how before, I, like, I, I pray for success, but I don't, like, say, like, I want to be more successful. I pray for, like, the the tools, like, motivation, um, like, consistency. Like, that's, like, every morning I try to make sure that I, I like, first, like, experience gratitude, and then I try to, like, ask for, give me, you know, ideas. Give mm-hmm. me, like, an access to, like, a eternal type of, like, thought that allows me to make the things happen and not just saying, like, oh, like, I want to. Be successful this year, make this much or whatever. Yeah, but going back to the the money thing, what I want to touch on, I feel like because my like manager and dad told me like it's like being a social media influencer, especially in the fitness industry, it's like a football career. Mm. So you got to kind of like milk it while you can, of course. while you're relevant. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to get my dad to retire soon, like, and he gets you know a percentage of my brand and all that, mm. and I'm trying to get him to quit like or leave work soon, like yeah. very soon. So I feel I'm pouring a lot of money into the brand. Yep. to have that happen sooner than later, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been feeling bad for it, and like I just got like a new car, and I feel bad for it because I feel like I'm supposed to be giving God that, and I feel like can, like I feel like I'm you, not allowed you, to have nice things, it, and it, I feel bad you, for it.
1: No, it's so, okay. Let me clarify this right now, right here. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with you having nice things. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. You earned them. You worked very hard for them. If you were getting nice things and and jeopardizing other people. Or hurting other people Or stepping down on other people Or taking away from other people's plates For you to have those nice things Mm. Or if you're justifying those nice things To make you look better And have more quality to you Like I know a lot of Ball players or rappers would wear jewelry, so when they walk into places, people are like, "Oh, that person must be." Somebody. I did get
0: a watch. I feel bad about. I'm Don't. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I was with my financial manager. Though, you need to stop me. feeling guilty, bro. <laughs> bro, I do all the time. You need dude. to stop. It's, it's, it's a, a gotta, very bad sin, bro.
1: Yeah, it's I know. A very bad I'm trying sin. to
0: get better. I'm trying to get better at it. I just I'm so overwhelmed. You're with disciplined
1: everything. in the gym. You should be disciplined with your mind. Know what you yeah. should or should not be doing, and attack it. The better that you could attack your heart and your point of view on what's actually like destroying you, the faster you get over the like the ickiness of being like, God, why am I even talking about God? He probably hates me. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean. I bet you walk around being like. Sometimes you talk to God and you're like, He's right here, and then sometimes you talk to God and you're like, I don't even think He wants to look at my face right now. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel bad or I feel fake. I think it's mainly just because I see like what other people say on social media, like to me. Yeah, and I kind of feel bad for it. And what one thing that's been hitting me lately is like I had somebody slide up on my Snap story and they were like, because I post like a lot of Christian things on my Snap too, and they'll be like, Yo, Alex, thank you for like pouring into our lives and my pastor brought this up too. And like, it's been hitting me so bad recently. Like, thank you for pouring into our lives. There's like, I hope you have people pouring into yours. And like that hit me. I was like, dang, that's probably why I feel so like drained. And I feel like I give so much. um, I try to make sure other people's relationship with God is better. And then focusing on mine Mm. and I can tell mine lacks a lot because I'm trying so hard to like, I feel like it's like my job to like, look after all these younger guys who follow me. Yeah. And like help them find it that I like forget for myself to spend time in it on my own. And it's I, I, even recently, that's been like a big thing. Then let
1: me remind you that you're not the hero of the story. You're the messenger. Yeah. And I that's think and you need to let that sink in, bro. You, you're, you don't want to take the glory, right? So when people go, dude, thank you. Your erratic response is, no, no, don't thank me. That's between you and God. <sighs> yeah. So if you're not going to take the glory, why are you taking the pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're not the hero.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're, you're the right. messenger.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you feel like your cup is not, is being empty, then you need to do what I do. When I got to a certain level in my industry, that's when my hardest life came. Mm-hmm. And then God quickly reminded me it's getting harder. So involve me a little bit more. So yeah. if you feel like your cup is empty, you're focusing so much on pouring other people's cups, you're not refilling your cup with God. So make sure you start your day with God. Don't get on your phone and looking at, at your Instagram and TikToks yeah. and people. By the way, like, bro, like I say this a lot as a joke. It's like a little, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this all the time. Somebody's going to come after me. But you're the Apple phone, right? You know how it has a little bite in oh, mm-hmm. Apple emoji, right? The theory is this. Too much is in your hands, bro. Too much wisdom is in your hands. You shouldn't be like consistently doctoring yourself or trying to figure out what you should be doing all the time. It's okay to have other people chime in with the comment section, but they shouldn't be taking over who you are as a human. Yeah. Let me give you an example. There was this study that they put this bird in a cage where a snake was. And the bird, when they put it in, was freaking out. It was like flying around, hitting the cages it was trying to get out. That was its first sign. Then all of a sudden it calmed down. Then the bird was just sitting there looking at the snake. Hmm. Then the bird got comfortable and the bird got like this close to the snake. Okay. And then the snake just opens up its mouth and the bird just hops in its mouth and then the snake eats it. What's that showing you is whatever you have your eyes on is what you're going to be drawn near to. Mm. Sin, is, sin is described to be coming through you, not to you. So in the Bible, it never says sin's coming out like uh, is coming at you every single direction. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You welcome sin in your life. So what are you putting your eyes and ears on? You say you bump Christian music, which is great. Yeah. But what are you absorbing when it comes to TikTok and Instagram? Mm-hmm. Look how people are always saying, "Oh, TikTok is dividing us. It's it's sent by yeah. China and." And, and now we're divided. It might be true.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It
1: might be true. But also, it's like, who's taking the accountability on what you're watching? Correct. It, you, no one's putting a gun to our heads being like, yo, watch these porn stars on a podcast talking about getting railed and then pop culture. Even though 90% of people on YouTube are watching that. And then they get, why isn't my relationship working? Because you're addicted to porn.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? That stuff's terrible. Yeah, of course. That's why
1: when people are like, you hate women that are standing up for themselves and doing OnlyFans. No. I love those women more than their boyfriends and their agents and their managers. And I'll tell you why. Because when that girl's no longer beautiful, her boyfriend's out. When that girl's no longer profiting uh, profiting off of her nudes, her manager's out, her agent's out. And she's left alone with the decisions she she made that she thought she made with people that loved her. But what really happened is people were trying to milk it and so was she. She was trying to milk it for the opportunity. Now this is for guys and girls. You take the easy way out, you're taking the, easy, the quick way out too. You know what I'm mm. saying? So what do you have your eyes on? No, don't worry about it. What do you have your eyes on? That's a very big thing. You know what they say in the Bible? It says the eyes are like the windows to your soul or some stuff. Something some like in this context. I don't know exactly verbatim what it is. But it's true, bro. When you're skiing down a mountain... What do they say? Don't stare at the trees. Don't concentrate on the trees. When you're bobbing through the trees, mm-hmm. don't stare at the trees. Stare at the open ways. So your body goes to the open ways. If you stare at the tree, you focus on the tree, um, you hit the tree. Yeah. So I focus on whatever I truly feel like would be in his will.
0: Yeah, my, my pastor and I were talking the other day at dinner about, Um. he basically told me that like, uh we were i was trying to like talk to my manager trying to get him to like start talking to god and stuff like that but we were saying how like basically once you make jesus like your north star in life like you start seeking the like you seek that you may like stray away from it like time and time again but um i feel like a lot of like christians in today's generation they don't have jesus as a north star they like you know claim to be christian and whatnot but they don't um they're not actively pursuing it once i started like making jesus my north star and like having the fear and the healthy fear of the lord and stuff like that that's like um it's allowed me to break these like sinful patterns and, and like or be aware of it more. because like, it's almost like that north star is like brighting mm. those parts of my life. It's
1: it's guiding you through that's,
0: that. Yeah. I love So that. that like when you told me about that, I've been like, that's kinda really clicked with me. And I'm trying to make sure in every aspect of my life is Jesus my North Star. You know what I mean? Am I still mm. pursuing after that? Or is this thing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna go do or activity gonna, you know, take me off of that.
1: So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who is your supplier? Is it money? Or is it Jesus?
0: Mm. Who is it? Well, like truly, Jesus. Truly. Yeah.
1: So then when you said, I want to set my father free in retirement, Mm -hmm. why are you depending on the money? To do it. To do it. Yeah. So you're stopping. You're doing the will of God, which is giving Mm -hmm. because you want to give freedom to your father. But that freedom is not coming from you and your wealth. And I think it's going to keep prolonging. I don't know how long you've been on this journey, but I think God's going to prolong it. I think there's going to be bills you're going to have to pay. I I think there's going to be situations you're going to have to dump Mm -hmm. because God's like, no, I'm not going to bless you blessing your father out. Because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you're going to think it's you that did it. Because in your heart, when you buy that car, when you buy that watch, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, how do I have the money to do that? But I don't have the money to do that.
0: Yeah, so I've been... Fe- that's why. It's because I'm not giving. So like you're fighting that. yourself. So I feel like... Yeah. Was, well,
1: it's good. there you know what Bible projects are? The,
0: the, the YouTube, YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There's
1: this video that they created that I really loved. And basically, they made it look like a wedding feast. And like... I've seen this. Yeah, I just want to explain it to them so they can hear. When you go to the feast and there's like you know there's like a bunch of endless meals and drinks, no one's worried about like oh I got to go get that pizza because I know it's gonna be gone or like, Mm. and then you're also not looking at this person to make sure he's not grabbing that pizza.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? You're so worried about other people when the when the food count is low or the money count is low. It's like you start pocket watching people and like you know what I'm saying. Like you start monitoring other people around you when you realize what you have. But if you have an endless source, then you just want to give it all away because it's endless. Correct. So the reason why you were projecting that way is because you didn't have an endless source at the time. Mm. And so now if these thoughts are still invading your head, bro, I'm telling you that fast and prayer might be like the push over the edge for you.
0: Yeah. No, I probably will do that i'll do I, it with I you i was bro. just trying to think of like what exactly to, to fast because i still have to like lift that's all I I, I like, that's why <laughs> god I honestly, listen I
1: listen listen, god i know i know you want me to fast but these games bro I, like,
0: I was like how am i gonna work out if i can't eat for three days i'm like i'm gonna literally turn into a twig i feel like that's, well, what, I, that's what i thought fasting if i can fast like if i can still eat something just to make me so i don't lose weight yeah then like i'm 100% like down,
1: I gotta. You know what? We need to talk more because I feel like I just gotta ask you very blunt questions and I'll like answer yeah. what you're feeling. They'll, I'll just answer, like, ready?
2: Yeah,
1: what's more important, your physical health or your spiritual, spiritual. health? Okay, so what are we talking about here, bro? Yeah. Like, three days, four days of like taking off, or like, yeah, your, yeah. no one no one's gonna go to your YouTube channel and be like, unsubscribe. Bro, like, I, I just, I,
0: I'm just such a like, I have like extreme OCD, that, that's yeah. where a lot of my anxiety and stuff stem from. Interesting. And I'm very, like, I have to, pro- like, have progress in everything. And I'm extremely hard on myself. Mm. And it's, like, you ever heard of, like, like uh, what is it? More money, more problems? Yeah, like, of course. It's like, it's like that. It's, like, I keep trying to topple things on. And I feel like I have to keep doing more and more things. Mm. And it gets so overwhelming. And I feel like if I was to take away from any of those things or make it harder, then I'll just, like, fall apart. I don't know why. I'm just so hard on myself. If I don't If I don't post on YouTube three times a week, or if I'm like doing something, and I miss a post on Instagram in one day. You think everything's I, gonna
1: fall apart? I freak out. So that's and your I'm faith, so hard bro. On myself. So you okay? So this you you your faith needs a little like yeah rejuvenation. Hundred percent. It, it's it's basically if you're if you're feeling that if you fast for God, it's gonna take away from you. Then your priorities are in the wrong place because you're starting to you're you're telling me from your actions and what your verbiage is telling me, you're telling me that you did all your success. So if I miss YouTube videos, then I'm gonna fail. But Mm -hmm. it's not your YouTube videos that made you successful. It's you know how many people make YouTube videos a day?
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, millions, bro, (laughs) millions. And so they didn't catch fire. So like when Mm -hmm. you when you say if I miss this, then I'm gonna fail, it's it's not fair to your partner who's like, yo, I'm I'm giving you all this opportunity, I'm giving you all this. And you can't even think about him as an actual human being. That's what I do. So Mm. when I'm in these meetings or if I'm shooting something or if I'm doing something, I literally have conversations with my team, but then I also have conversations with God. There's been a lot of situations where I had to walk away from when I'm like, man, that is going to benefit like benefit me so much i have to take this i have to take this i have to do this i have to do this and then you know like i'm justifying it i'm doing my thing but then the obedience is what really describes love right you have Mm. to be obedient for example you love your if i love my girlfriend right Mm. i could tell her all the day i love her i love her i love her but if my actions are when another girl comes by if i'm flirting with her correct then the obedience and the love is is not righteous it's not there so When you're going through that and you're saying I, 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 you're you're like just excommunicating with him now. So it's your fear. It's really your fear and you need to put more faith in it. You really need to practice
0: what you're preaching. I know. No, that's why I say like the the podcast is like a therapy thing to me because it's me allowing myself to have time to really vocalize it. And like I because I'm so I've always been extremely self-aware. Like I know of the things. I just like make excuses and I know the excuses are like just like. Like, the devil, I guess, telling me to mm-hmm. stay where I'm at and not change. Like, I'm so aware of it. It's just I don't have a lot of, um, I guess, especially where, where I'm from. I don't have, uh, like, I, I literally have no social life anymore. Like, it's all business. So it's all making content. You need, it, I don't you need ha- to change I don't have, that. I don't have, a uh, like, a community of um people to check me. Yep. It's more of like I have to find it myself or that's the worst, bro. Yeah. I, I
1: I recently went yeah. through that. And it's it's the worst when the people around you are not seeing what they should be or doing. You know what I'm saying? Like when you mix yourself in with the wrong people, it, it corrupts you. Regardless, we are sheep.
3: Mm-hmm. So like
1: when we move around with sheep, we're gonna do what the herd You're does. Not, yeah. So you got to be careful who you hang out with. The terms have, is you so. you are who you hang out with. Yeah, Correct. So if you're not hanging yeah. out with people that are, are, are bringing you up, you're going to bring people that are down. Yeah. I actually want to talk about girls with you because this really? this brings up the, the scenario that I talk about with guys when they bring up romantic stuff. I say girls or guys will only do two things in your life, either bring you up or bring you down. Mm. No person's ever entered your life and you're like, I'm completely the same. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. going to go one way or the other. Correct. And I remember watching when I was reviewing um, stuff on you. You said that you fell out of love with God in 2020 because of a girl. Yeah. Um, do you know who else did that? Who? Everyone in the Bible, bro. Uh, Everyone. <laughs> We're talking about David. He killed yeah, his best that's friend. that's true. Solomon. That's a good
0: one. I go back to like, I like to read through um, like Psalms and stuff. But kinda, do you read it?
1: Because you're like, she God, he did it. I'm good. <laughs> is how I want to
0: see his... Point of view. Who and david's like, Yeah, and I want to relate. It. Proverbs is the yeah. best.
1: It's the best. Um, no, I'm sorry. Proverbs was written by Saul, uh, King Saul Psalms, S- Solomon.
0: He's, he's got Psalms. David wrote some Psalms.
1: Psalms, so, and then yeah. Proverbs was by the wisdom that God gave King Solomon. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Think about him, right? So he had all the wisdom in the world, and he was running the economy of Israel like crazy. These things were turning. Mm-hmm. You know, when everything fell apart, is when a girl told him, "Hey, you should worship this God." Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because as, as much as we men think that we're conquering this world, we're only conquering this world to give the world to a woman mm. or whichever you're true. in love with.
0: No, honestly, that's, that's why I, I feel like I try to work so hard because I know I'm going to have like a family one day. And although I don't have no idea who they are, what I do today is what's going to set that up for them to live a life that I would want them to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you want to give
1: them the life that you wish you had when it came to a home. <sighs> yeah. For the most part, that's we're a good driven... loving thing.
3: Yeah, we're driven by love. You know what I mean? For the most mm-hmm. part, like, we're all driven by love. Whether you're looking for love, to love somebody, or to be loved, like... Oh, fair point. We are, like, the circle wheel of love.
0: You, you know what hit me the other day? I was reading... I was flipped to a random verse. Like, in the mornings when I'm at home, we got, like, this new house It's really peaceful and stuff. I'll, like, wake up, have coffee, and go outside and read the Bible. And the, they're, like, in the woods. And um, there was one thing I flipped through that was random. I think it was something with King Nebuchadnezzar. And it was something on... I guess, I, That's I, th- cool I don't know if, that, name. if it was that king or if it was someone different, but it was someone basically had a lot of power, wealth, all this stuff, and God had to take it away and humble him, and then for everything to come back, he had to get humbled, and I was so scared reading it, because I was like, dang, bro, I was like, this guy trying to tell me like he's about to take a lot of stuff from me so that I can like reset and reset. Well,
1: you shouldn't fear that. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, so I'll give you a point of view. If right now, God came in front of you and said, hey... For the next two months, I'm going to remove everything from you. But Mm -hmm. me and you are going to have a paradise together forever. Yeah. Or for the next two months, I'm going to give you everything your heart desires, but you'll be far from me. Yeah. What would you want? I'd want to be closer. So that's what I'm saying. You really have to voice this out. And really talk, because when you bottle it in, you're you're only talking with the devil, and you're like literally sitting with your heart. You got to talk to people. You know when the Bible says two or more gather in my name, I'm present. Um, Yeah. Now that's not because when you're talking to God by yourself, God's like, sorry, ones (laughs) can't be (laughs) around you, dork. It's not that. In fact, He encourages you to be by yourself when you're praying. The reason Mm. He says when two or more gather in my name, I'm present, is because I could iron sharpens iron. Yeah, you can check. We could help each other out. So all these things that you've been voicing, that's in your head, they're being solved like this. And you know what? Your head's going like this before I even say it, because yeah. deep down you know it.
0: Yeah, no, that's why it's it's funny, cause like, uh, cause I was just complaining guess, by not having that. Usually I'm the one always talking, and it's like the first time where like I've like listened a lot, which is terrible, like,
1: cause I'm supposed to be the one that's listening. No, no, it's good, though. <laughs> it's good. I kind of
0: I like it like that, cause I swear I talk so much, but like this is the first time where I've been able to like take in what you're saying and it's really like enlightening so, i love
1: that man i'm, yeah. I'm glad i'm doing that I, nah, dope. sometimes i get worried that i'm like i'm going uh, overboard because i'm no. just so passionate about it no
0: i'm the same way literally i'm the same way yeah it's just you're it's finally someone i'm talking to who like gets it the way that i get it or is like i'm not trying to like i'm in the most humble way possible just like spiritually more mature than anybody else i have have had around me in a long time so it's allowing me to reveal things to you know mature my own spirituality because I want every room that I'm in for like the last like eight months has I've been the most and again in a humble way but spiritually mature so I have nobody uh to learn from Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's mentors are big bro yeah mentors
1: are big I have a ton I was blessed with a mom that is just unbelievable when I go she's like just just so sharp with it so I I picked up from her behaviors Mm. um and then you know throughout life I was very quick to learn oh he's doing really well let me learn from him yeah and so for example stand up joe coy i didn't just go into it prideful being like oh i know what i'm doing i went but it's also you got to be careful because you you become who your master is so like if you're worshiping somebody who's who's reading a bible that might not be the right bible for you yeah yeah it could be i'm gonna have to get one of them i'll give you that one i'll get i'll get myself another one um I want to talk about the the girl part though, like, okay, so because you know this is this is a big situation for guys because guys are like, well, doesn't God want me to love somebody? Like, it, yeah, it, and, it, and it it's so crazy to say this, but it's like, no, when you watch these movies and they're like, oh, you're my other half. Sorry, buddy. No, you're not. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no such thing as a soulmate, and there's no such thing as like my other. That's bullcrap. I, I bro. agree.
0: I was. I think love is 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 like completely selfless I mean, that's what jesus showed love to be so like i hate i hate that because if you like people who like believe in that or like oh i just met them and i'm like in love with them it's like you're going off of a a weak foundation that's a feeling because once that feeling goes away then like nothing else is there i always say that choice like love is a choice like you you choose love love. is
1: a choice yeah and you hit it right on the head and a lot of people don't understand that Mm because they think love is a feeling let me just give you some sex uh-huh. ed education, which you're feeling is lust. That's Correct. not love because I know this. Is, okay. I know we're talking about God right now, but I do have to talk about reality right now. So like this is going to sound a little poor in like pivoting the conversation. But when a man finishes, immediately the joke is, oh, I don't even want to be around this person anymore. Correct. Or if you're masturbating, you're like, why did I even watch that girl on porn? I'm not yep. even interested in her. Which is crazy. That's lust. It's not love. Mm. Imagine if you have to bank all of your money on lust, which by the way, a lot of people have. Mm. And it's not great. It doesn't turn out great. Love is sacrifice.
0: Yeah. Love is it's obedience. It's selfless. Yeah. People
1: don't understand that. Um but
0: this generation especially.
1: Do you watch porn? No. When I did quit you quit porn?
0: About two and a half. Two and a half years ago, I think maybe th- maybe coming up on three, maybe three. Yeah, it was before I started social media, so maybe twenty nineteen, around when I was. Uh, before I got baptized, January fifth of twenty twenty. Nice. So it was before that for sure because I didn't want to get baptized knowing I was going to continue watching porn.
1: Dude, I bet you felt like crap when you did afterwards now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I know. Yeah. I was works. like, I got to go get baptized. Dude, I got to get shower. Like, <laughs> I like, sit in the shower yeah. for like 40 minutes. I'm like, yeah. I'm still dirty. Um, yeah. Porn? Okay. I've
0: cried. Oh, pff, like, dude. Like, bumbling? I've cried. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. I feel so unworthy.
1: You, me and you need to chat. I yeah. feel like whenever you get hard on yourself, you just give me a call and like, we'll sure. just talk That'd it out dope, yeah. there. Uh, let me just, uh, circle back mm. with the pornography because it, porn is growing at such a rapid speed right now mm. that I want to make it very clear. Me and Alex aren't giving up porn. Well, I would just say Shauna too, but she still hasn't converted to it fully. She still watches it every day. <laughs> <Fools>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's disgusting.
3: It is yeah, gross. Right.
1: I told her put headphones on the whole house. Could hear. <laughs> and she says, no, I want them to know. Uh, <laughs> but but us two uh the reason why we <laughs> stop, stop is because it's better for us we're not doing it to like please god god's not on a oh, throne man. on heaven like this <laughs> great no porn for george today i'm thriving yeah. it's not how it works i'm thriving because i didn't watch porn
0: i love that do you get yeah, what i'm saying i, I like literally have been like trying to explain this to my friends and stuff like that that like God is not a cosmic killjoy that, <laughs> that like he wants you to have like the love and the desire. He You have desires for a reason and he wants you to enjoy his creation like sex and yep. all the things that come with that. But in the right boundary, I always say like, for example, like like sex is like, like or anything that life has or God has given us a desire is like a, is like a fire pit. Like think of like a fire pit, or like a bonfire in the woods. Like it can provide heat for everybody um, when it's surrounded. You know what I mean? When it's in, in a, in an environment like with, you know, stones and stuff to keep it in there. Like, fire can cook things, purify water, do all these good things. But as soon as it falls out of that boundary, mm-hmm. it can cause a forest fire and kill, cause havoc. When it's I talk about analogy. sex, for example, yeah. uh, when, like, sex in this generation, STDs on playing pregnancies, mm-hmm. creating instability in relationships. Mm-hmm. So, like, God is not placing these boundaries so that you don't have fun. He's placing them because he loves you. And once you, like, are aware of that, it, like, frees you. And you start to honestly appreciate God more because you realize that he's really... He wants you'd experience those desires in a good way and he's trying to protect you by placing these limitations that you think they're limitations but they're really yeah. not that, that was beautiful you know what I mean? that's awesome yeah, that's, that always is what stuck with me and that's what I try to explain to people I'm like bro like you think you're enjoying like watching porn or like hooking up with these girls and stuff like that but you're really just like hurting yourself and God like wants you to experience it in its fullest you just have to be in that boundary to enable to experience that and that goes for anything
1: 100% mm-hmm. I want to dissect it though so just in case somebody's there I'll be like how does porn hurt me I love it it's quick it's painless Feels great, get the job done, I get back to work. Because people can make excuses, be like, oh, I don't want a girlfriend right now, I'm busy, so I watch porn. Or I don't wanna do this, I wanna blah, blah, blah. Okay, let me give you an example. Your brain, regardless of how you are, it falls into the category of patterns. So you are a pattern human being. So when you learn something, it's because you've practiced it. Okay, so let me take it back even more. Say you're in a relationship. Oh, Say you're not in a relationship, sorry. So take it back before you're in a relationship. You're single, you're watching porn, right? That's the safest place men feel like they can watch porn. I'm not cheating yep. on my girlfriend. It's yep. not bad. Okay. When you go on porn, let me throw you through the steps of what you're doing. You go to your porn site. There's a list of categories. You choose which category you want. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you, you pick which style woman you'd like or men. From there, you... Now fast forward to your points where you like enjoy the most and then you move on to the next video and to the next woman and to the next woman and to the next woman. You are suffocating and overwhelming yourself with so much sex and so much women and so many positions and so many, uh, now, now it's realtors, or now it's uh, uh, girls are stuck underneath a bed, or like, yeah. Now, now it's it's now it's no longer even step brother, step sisters legitimate brother. It's like mother. It's like getting so bad, and these circumstances are growing in your heart. Mm-hmm. How is it possible that you would ever be able to be satisfied with one woman? Correct. It's impossible yeah. if your eyes are focused on a redhead, a brunette, a blonde every single day. You're moving past. Uh, a black chick to a Puerto Rican chick to a white chick. How are you going to be satisfied with one woman or one man? You're teaching your brain that you are only satisfied when you have multiple options. Yeah. So it makes it super impossible to have a monogamous relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what You know what I hate is when people say like, like how can I only, or like when I say like you're supposed to just have one other significant other, like how do I know? Or if waiting till marriage, like how do I know if we're going to be like sexually compatible? I'm like, well, the way God designed in the first place is that's supposed to be the only person you would have ever been sexually intimate with. So there's nothing to compare it to. So you would have, there's yeah. no way you would even know if you were sexually incompatible because you have nothing else. That's like the way it was meant to be. You know what I mean? So it's no, no, no. and stuff, you it, like get all these things that you like want it to be like, and then when it's not like that, then you're like, oh, this person isn't sexually compatible with me. And I'm like, bro, you ruined it yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's true. Also, it's like, uh, yes and no. I mean, yes and no, but okay. This is what the guy's basically saying. He goes, "I've been fucking these hoes, and they're throwing it back like crazy. This girl's a good girl, doesn't know how to throw it back. I'm bored. That's what's really yeah. happening here, and that's the truth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that was, that verbiage is very hard that's to it digest, is. but I gotta talk to the people that want to hear. And this is the truth. Uh, for the guys that want that girl to throw it back, all right. Well, at least. Then teach her how to throw it back. That girl that was throwing it back ran through one hundred and fifty guys to learn she how to throw it back. Points, you get so what yeah. I'm saying? That's she not, not something you should up. be yeah. like very, very excited about. But guess what? Yeah. You could no. That's train them. I know,
3: I know. If you're I was, so I was
1: bad, which <laughs> we know that's not the case. But if I was, then you would be like, oh, like, hey, I like this or I like this.
3: Well, yeah, obviously, when you're with your partner, you like tell. And I think that's kind was of back training. To the sense did of, that, like, that
1: trigger you when I said training? Was that like a bad word?
3: No, I thought it was funny. Oh, okay, because I thought you were like, I'm
1: not an animal, you can't train me. No, I did (laughs) not. Yes, you are. Let me tell you.
3: No, okay, first of all... Quit watching porn and then talk
1: to us, okay?
3: But, um but i mean like back to your point it's when you are in love and when you have that connection and you trust that person your intimate relationship will just be better because like you're more connected and you're in love and it means more just listen (laughs) because it means more fine than for the girl then it it means more okay (laughs) and then also when you're with that person yeah you're building on like you're telling each other what like oh you do this but i don't really like that this is what i or you know what i mean you're building what you like with each other which makes it better you know
0: I, i think what i've like Realized recently is like talking about. Why my, are you laughing? I'm, I'm
3: sorry, I'm laughing because, like, I just pictured a
1: dude being like, this girl could throw it back, but this girl's eye contact <laughs> and she gets my soul. There's chemistry here. Like, I, whatever.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just okay. Then we we are, are
1: animals. We're filthy.
3: Then dude. for the girls or for some of us guys who relate, I just think, like, you know, one versus the other, one that doesn't mean much isn't, is never really that great versus one that means something and it's your love. It's so much better.
0: Yeah. And I think when you give. When you love somebody selflessly in like in marriage whatever you don't even not that you don't care about receiving but you want to give because it's selfless so Mm. you want to be the best thing that they would you you'll do what they want you to you submit almost to that one out of like the selfless love you want them to you know you know you see what i'm saying oh you know what can i
1: tell can i tell them what i told you like two days ago when i said i was sweating Remember we were, we were in the alleyway and I was like, yo, I was reviewing this and I, and I thought about it. And I was like sweating about it.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, let's tell the story and then... Again, I'll then the if you don't want me,
1: to will cut it. <laughs>
3: uh, when I...
1: So I was always chasing like a successful avenue in my life. Because yeah. I wanted to show the world like, listen, look look at my art. Like people know of me. Like this was just this thing that I was chasing so much. Um, and when it got to a point where my friends and family, like, everywhere we went, I was being recognized. It was so cool. It was like the moment that I oh, was like I waiting for my whole life. And I was coming off a stage one time and Reed was actually recording this situation and I'm mic'd up. So like this is great. But two unbelievably gorgeous girls. Like I'm talking like in my dream this would happen. Mm-hmm. They're like, Hey, we, we have a hotel next door, we want to have a threesome with you and I'm like, no. just fully bluntly like that. And I was yeah. like, Wow, that's that's literally the thing that I've been dreaming about my whole life to do. Mm-hmm this was like a year into our relationship or like more a year and a half.
3: Yeah. Like Like a year and a half into
1: our relationship. And this is when the fireworks are like, you know, this is my girlfriend now. It's not no longer like when I see her, it's like, Oh my God, it's that girl. Does she like me? Does she not like me? That like that beginning spark. So I sat there and everybody was giving me the advice of like, dude, like, no offense, bro. But if I was in your shoes right now, I wouldn't be in a relationship, bro. You're young. You're like successful. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I'm looking up to my cousins, like older cousins. And they're like, dude, we love Belle. She's a great girl. But if it's meant to be, maybe we'd she'd come back. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, yeah, maybe. And then I one, would've. every <laughs> single person was telling me, he's like, yeah, dude, no offense. But if I was you, if I was you, if I was you, if I was you. And all the advice was great. But I was like, all right, let me go back to the scripture. That's when I fell in love with David.
2: Mm.
1: And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't want to do that. So I wanted the heart of David. That's why I made the song called Give Me the Heart of David. But it was my, fire. It was good. Thank you so much. But the one thing that I said is, like, I don't want to fall to lust. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I was a dog growing up. So when me and my f- cousins were at the, the mall, we would just always look at girls' butts or, like, boobs. Or, like, we're very sexually driven men.
2: Yeah.
1: And one day I asked God, I was like, God, I just, I, it, I want to honor Belle like it's your daughter. I can't. I can't be having these thoughts. My and pastor like,
0: brought this up to me. You know what I mean? Like The I person don't, you're with seems God's
1: daughter, yeah. And, and I want to, but it's hard, bro. It's hard when you have patterns of being this dog-like person. And I'm like, this is not fair to Belle. Like, I shouldn't even be having these thoughts. And yeah. then my mom told me something that blew me away. She goes, those are thoughts, but what are your actions? And I was like, so I shouldn't feel guilty? She goes, you should only feel guilty of what your actions bring. So I told God, I go, God, I don't, I don't want to throw everything that me and Belle like had together because I truly in my heart, I feel like she's the one for me. And so we were going back and forth, going back and forth. And I, and I went home and I told her, I said, Hey, I need you to pray with me. I'm having these really bad thoughts and I was super vulnerable. And I let her know about it Mm -hmm. and we prayed together about it. And next thing you know, bro, I'm looking at the same type of women, but differently. Yeah, very differently the girls that are like thirst trapping online. I'm like I see them from like a more heartbreaking point of view now Mm -hmm. And so my visions changed and then a year goes by and now i'm no longer having these type of thoughts I'm I'm in a totally better place. That's good And one day I was going through something when it came to like Certain type of friendship and I was I was having a meltdown And I was having a panic attack and i'm sitting down and I'm sitting in like a fetal position because I'm like, I just don't know what is the right decision that God wants me to make. And without even a beat, without anything, I feel a shoulder, like a hand on my shoulder, and Belle's reading me a scripture while I'm on my knees.
2: Mm.
1: And I look up, and I was the one that kind of opened her heart and mind to follow God a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking back and watching this woman feed me what I need to be fed. Mm. And I just start crying because I was like, my God, he gave me so much wisdom to go past these, no disrespect, these hookers, these girls that are throwing their bodies around for money Mm -hmm. and trying to ruin what God built here. Mm -hmm. And I just started sweating. I go, what if I would have made the wrong choice? And listen to everybody that was around me being like, if I was you, if I was you, if I was you, well, guess what? Not only do I have more than what I did back then. But when I look at this woman's eyes, I pray to God. I go, God, I want my kids to be more her than me. And I'm in such a good home right now. But that only happened because when I came up to making a decision behind closed doors and nobody knows besides me and God, I chose the way that God would want me to move. And because of that, I know for a fact if I would have made that decision and left you because of some greed of like multiple women or multiple opportunities or anything like that. For the rest of my life, I would have wanted to blow my brains out because God gave me something so unbelievably beautiful and perfect, but my greed and my ego pushed me in the direction where Satan wanted me to go and not where God wanted me to go. So you have to be vulnerable with yourself. I don't have to be going online and talking about this. And I know she's only confident because, I mean... You're a very beautiful and talented girl. But if we were average people, you probably would be like, hey, listen, let's not talk about that. online. I don't feel comfortable about you telling the world like, hey, like he had thoughts or the woman. But we know each other so well and we have each other's back in such a real way that we know at the end of the day, this relationship is ran by God. So when I fall, he'll lift me. When she falls, he lifts her. This will give you the edge of not worrying about your partner. Now I'm not worried about, well, who's she following? where's she doing on set? Who's she talking to? Nah, we invited God. If she's up to no good, God will deliver me out of it. Mm-hmm. If I'm up to no good, I pray God smites me where I stand and lifts her into the arms of a man that will treat her right. And when you move this type of way, these are now instead of one wheel moving, it's two wheels moving. Mm. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Do we have to cut that?
3: No, absolutely not. because I, I,
1: w- I feel like somebody's oh, going to re- no. relate to that. And he was you know, spitting, for sure. I
3: think like, because it's an uncomfortable, I think what it is, it's an uncomfortable topic because you don't want people, you don't want your partner thinking like, oh, at some point, you know what I mean? Like he didn't want me as much or whatever, but it's not that. And I think it's something that it's a hard topic for couples to have. And it's a, it was a hard topic at first for us to have, but you have to when you say with yourself at night, right, you're honest with how you really feel, but sometimes you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings, right? But we were honest with each other knowing that, like, at the end of the day, we're both just humans, Mm -hmm. and you're going to see that other people are attractive. You're going to see a guy. You're going to see a girl. You're going to think they're hot. That's okay. It only depends, like, on how you're acting upon it on your mind. Are you, yeah, are you lusting after it? Are you making up scenarios in your head about it? Are you... Are you, you know, low-key flirting and making the wrong moves? Yeah. That's You're what matters. you spitting right
1: now, dude. Thank That's it. true. And it's facts. And if you bottle it up, then it's just between you and the devil, like I always yeah. say, right? But and it's uncomfortable I, to tell that. I brought you know it that. to you. I knew it was going to shatter her. I knew it was going to be like, what? Why are you feeling this way? This is weird. And at yeah. first, I'm
3: like, of course, I'm going to be prideful. I'm going to be like, what? Like, you should only yeah. have eyes for me. You can't look at other people like that. And then I'm lying to myself while talking to him, acting like I never see anybody else and think that they're attractive. That's I not point true. out guys
1: to her all the time. Yeah. I literally go, damn, that guy's hot. Yeah. But now we have that relationship where I, could, we, could, I could, a beautiful girl could be standing and she'll point me and she'll look, look how beautiful that girl is. I'm like, wow, she is beautiful. Or I could yeah. be looking at a dude that has shredded abs. Like, for example, you, if you were walking by, I swear to God, I would turn on and I'll be like, yo, look 100% at him. 100 Look
3: at him. He makes me Christian. Like, you know, <laughs> I'll say, like I like would
1: say things like that, but we've built this best friend relationship because she knows yeah, me down that. to my core. I like that. And, and I think when you hide things from your loved one, you're only hiding the beautiful roads you guys could be taking. Yeah, on. I like and the then you vulnerability. Sit on guilt. Have, to, that. have yeah. to be vulnerable, man. Because when I was at my state where I was like, should I have this conversation? The first thing that I thought about was like, bro, if I'm having these feelings, she could possibly be having the same feelings.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not a six foot four uh, supermodel with shredded abs, perfect hair, and my jawline could cut through a a, a watermelon. That's not mm. me. I'm the funny guy that might <laughs> oh, make you I feel know. better. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, like, I was like, okay, if I tell her this, this is my dilemma. We could pray about it, and God forbid if she's ever going through something. Because here's the thing, right? She's an actress, correct? Mm. Okay, she goes to to set, and her her role in front of her is like this tall, gorgeous-looking man. How many times do you hear, oh, so and so broke up, and now they're dating their co-star? Blah, blah, blah. That scared the crap out of me because I know whoever lays eyes on this woman when they know her heart, they're going to be like, yo, I have to wife this girl up. This is the perfect girl. Yeah. So when I send her out into the world, if I'm insecure with what I got going on in my heart and all the situations that I'm dealing with, then I'm going to be like, oh, she's for sure going to be up to no good. But if we talked about it, we laid it on the table and we also pronounce that God's in control, then bro, like I tell her all the time, I'm like God, cheat on me, bro. Like it's fine. God will replace you with so much better. And I tell that to her, to her face. Because I told her the same thing. If I ever disappoint you, if I ever stop providing or giving in love in in, in any type of way, Mm -hmm. I go, I pray that God will remove me and put somebody in your place. I
0: can provide. Provide way way better than I can.
1: And then if you have that theory in your heart, then you're just moving it. There's nothing better than being in a relationship, trusting your partner, because then now it's like you're back to back. And she's taking on that side of the world and you're taking on this yeah. side of the world. But imagine if you're fighting the world and now you have to keep turning back because you're scared of your partner stabbing you. Mm. That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: I feel like this podcast wow. kind of went steep. all over the place.
0: Well, that was good though. <laughs> no, I, have have to to I have to pee so bad. I've been holding it for a minute now. Yeah. Should, we, should we
1: wrap? We've been going for two hours. We can keep going. So, we can wrap, whatever you want.
0: I'm, I'm not going to keep going. I just got to pee.
1: Can I pee afterwards? Huh? Can I pee afterwards?
0: Can you after me? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. (laughs) And we're back. Hold on. You can eat while we're we're doing. We're two hours in, bro. If anybody's listening right now, this.
3: I don't think they're gonna be
1: mad if you're snacking on an apple. We're back
3: in a little lighter.
1: This is the longest pod we've ever done. Really? Mm -hmm. We are.
3: Well, actually, I have something to. To kind of ask you. So, because, you know.
1: Th- yeah, I'm so sorry. Can we. Ah, uh, David, I just called you David. Reed, can we move the Bibles? Because every time I put my feet up, I keep putting it down because I forget the Bibles are right here. <laughs> oh,
3: now I can put Now my feet you can in. put your feet up. Because <laughs> um, I think I want to touch on was because, you know, obviously you went through a time when, you know, you had. You went through really bad anxiety and you were in depression, right? And do you find that at that time? Because we were talking about how, like, you know, how powerful the word is and what you speak like reflecting back on that time do you feel like you were very outspokenly you know negative and buried yourself in your thoughts of like anxiety and depression like
0: like back then when i was going through it mm-hmm. yeah i was like i don't know how to explain it i felt i felt like i was uh possessed mm-hmm. like by a demon like when at that point in my life i don't know, how to explain it i was so like negative and like uh i don't know how to explain it i used to just think the craziest things i don't know i felt like a freaking weirdo yeah back then like i, I it's like so weird to yeah. say i after so like i started really struggling when i was 16 i had my first little like um like love mm-hmm. like high school thing mm-hmm. and she died oh um,
3: right i heard you yeah, say that we, on we, your video which yeah. is absolutely heart-wrenching i, I remember,
0: you don't mind me
1: asking how did she pass away they
0: so she had like a seizure she said she was feeling sick and stuff like that. And then she had a seizure, had to go to the uh, ICU. And I think she she had that thing, like septic shock or something, I guess. Like. Oh. I think I think what happened, what I remember, was that maybe she had like a like a UTI that was left untreated and maybe the infection spread.
3: Oh, no. That could happen like that? Oh, yeah, because it goes, to, you know, like it goes, you don't <sighs> treat it, it goes to your kidney and then your kidney, and that's why you bleed when you pee. And then it, you know, and then it's just like this whole. It gets to your blood yeah. and then you're
0: done.
1: Oh my
3: God!
0: So I'm pretty sure it was something like that, and like that was the first time I experienced like, because again I grew up very lonely, so having like someone who was giving feeding into me, especially with women, I always had issues just because me my mom don't have like the best relationship, but like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so and seeing her go, I was so mad at like God at like everything, um, and I think that's what like started separating me away from God for a minute, cause I grew up kind of a little Christian. Um, I was so pissed because, like, I was like, damn, the one time something mm. good comes into my life that I can relate to, it, like, gets mm. taken away. And I had, like, anger issues, like, crazy. I used to try to, like, fight people. I would, like, send people, like, death threats. And, like, I was, like, messed up. Um, I was so, that, that got me into lifting, though. So I started working out after that.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but, like, the pivotal, like, sending death threats to, like, yeah, I just started wanting to work out instead of murdering everybody. <laughs> I see. It's like, great. I'm glad I, yeah. you I just pivoted.
0: Like, I to like, yeah. I used to, like, look at people in public and just be, like, like guys, and if I thought that they were, like, looking at me or talking to me, I would, like, immediately just get angry. It was weird. I used to have, like, problems. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going
3: through a really dark time. And certainly, I mean, when you're 16 and you feel like you found your first love, like, when you're 16, things are, like, life or death. You know, the way that you yeah. feel things, like... You're overly... So,
0: you're, like, it's times two because, yeah. like, you don't know anything else other than that. Um, So I got through that, and then... Yeah, I was I was just mad lonely in high school. I never, given the respect I had for my father, like I never got into like drinking, drugs. Like all my best friends were like the biggest drug dealers in like the county. So like I would hang out with them maybe, but then as soon as they start, I would leave. So I was very isolated. I just played like a bunch of video games um, and lifted, and I was extremely isolated from that. And then I had a point where my dad's like girlfriend moved in with her kids, and I hated her. Probably shouldn't say that. I did not like her at all. Though <laughs> I felt she was just. Yeah. Are they still
1: together? No.
0: She was just freeloading off my dad, and I felt even more isolated. I just locked myself in my room. Because then I felt isolated from my dad at that point in my life. So mm. then it was like I had nothing other than video games and going to the gym. Damn. And this um, is right around the same time. This was, yeah. This was like 16 to 18. Was so when you had I was. nobody in your life. The
1: guy that other was there was like catering to another woman. <sighs> yeah. And the woman that you were but catering to. But he was broken. That was a thing. No, I, I know I that. No, I no, no, no. I know him, that. I know, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He was like, I, me and my dad are very close, and I hope if my mom listens, she's going to send me some text messages but like basically so she cheated on my dad right oh i'm I sorry i thought
1: you're i didn't know your mom was even in the, like the picture are you yeah. still, are you closer her now
0: not really again if she if she like i already know she's gonna be calling i don't really talk to her that much and she's just gonna get pissed if i even bring it up but i like being vulnerable I like how, people always ask me like what what happened in my childhood that made it like that but i think that's that's you know so that happened and my dad was distraught obviously mm. um and so he, I see why he, like, rebounded to, like, a very low-class woman. Um, and he was putting a lot into her. I think it was he had, he had a void that he had to fill. So I don't blame him for that. But I was pretty messed up during that time, too, because I felt even isolated from him because I mm. hated that woman that he brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't find out the reasons, for, like, why the divorce happened until I was, like, 18. So I, like, resented my dad
3: for mm-hmm. a minute because mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know what was happening mm. in the divorce and stuff.
1: Wow, <sighs> that's actually really... That's re- I love your dad because he didn't tell you your mom did that. Yeah, he wanted you to still look at your mom with respect.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. A, that should was a show good.
1: the integrity that your father has.
0: <sighs> yeah. So how was then, your
1: how was your relationship with your mom now? Like, are you, are you guys on talking basis? Um, you guys-
0: every once in a while, but like it's something I definitely need to work on. Um, I've lost after learning all the things and and then dealing with the relationship with me and her afterwards. I just lost a lot of respect for mm-hmm. for her for ruining the family because yeah. i don't have one memory of like a good happy family which is like messed up yeah. and when i have like anxiety and depression like really bad i used to like have anguish like when i saw families in like at o- like ocean city or something like if i saw families i would get so angry or if i saw my friends having like a happy family i would get so angry like i would just hate it i i hated it um like so much and then i like because i wanted that and i didn't get to experience that and i, mm-hmm. I like blame my mom for it um so that's, like, but she's still, like, I'll talk to her and stuff like that. I just, like, seeing what she did to, did to my dad and me being so close to my dad now, I don't, um, I, like, definitely resent her for it. And we talk about that. And, like, she, she hates when I, when, I, when I, at all when I mention her in, like, any of my life story stuff because, like, she thinks that I'm paying her out to be a bad person. And I'm like, oh, my coworkers are going to watch this. But like, but the truth of the matter is that she did that and she ruined the family. True. <clears throat> Which plays a lot of, like, I think that's why I was so... Fucked up, yeah. Like growing up, was because I like had that void.
1: Can I ask you something? Yeah. As a friend, would you like me to involve myself in this situation? Because I do have points of views I would like to share with you, but it seems to me like it is a very touchy subject with you.
0: No, no, I'm good. Um, I'm just, I just know she's going to get pissed. She's going to be calling my dad up (laughs) or me when she finds (laughs) out about it. But I don't care.
1: I think the overwhelming that you're feeling is. Kind of in your control, bro. And I think I hope you fast and you pray about this. But I think, regardless of what your mother did, cheated or not cheated, she's still your mother.
0: Yeah, I know. And I know that. and
1: how your father in heaven's gonna be honoring you is regardless of her sins. That's not your decision on how you treat her. Yeah. So honoring your mom even when she doesn't feel like she's worth the honoring is a difference in God's eyes.
0: Yeah. That, I, I like, I know that. And I just like, hate even thinking about it. So I try to just like, it's, ignore that, it. That's I your like big mo- call me again. And then I like, just try to ignore her calls until I can't anymore. And like, it's just stuff like,
1: I don't know that that's going to be your biggest mountain, you know, in the, in, literally in the Bible verse that we read today, it says, if you believe you will tell this mountain to get up and move in front of you, mm-hmm. that's your big mountain. That's the mountain that you're like, I'm never even going to try to attempt to climb.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: even entertain it. Um, and I've said this analogy so many times, so I'm going to speed right through it. But remember, Lazarus was risen from the dead. And when Jesus cried in that moment, it wasn't because that... Jesus wept. He wept because they didn't believe that they could fix something that was irreplaceable. Mm. And so you got to move that stone so something beautiful could come back to life. Yeah. Now, however your mom did or what she did or how she treated the family and, and broke it, regardless it's his will will be done right so she took sin and broke the home but god built his rock on you right so yeah. look what he's provided so god's saying one of your parents failed you but i haven't failed you correct and i've and i and look at your fruit so yeah. w- go and forgive so that way you could build that family that you got so mad that the devil ripped away from you mm-hmm. that you have the authority God gave you the ability to yeah. restore and make it and new, I, yeah, but I, you I don't like, want to make it new.
0: Yeah, because I just don't entertain it. I just like, I, I always think about not having the situation, just like thinking one day I will have like a family to like relive that through, live it through my you kids. You have a family. Yeah, that's the issue. It's like, you the thing is my family. dad doesn't like her at all either, so it doesn't help. Because they can't be in the he's same He's angry
1: room. because he, he's looking at yeah. his son and what it's done to his son. Yeah. I don't think he's sitting around waiting for his wife or ex-wife to say, hey, I'm sorry that I... I had monogamy Whoa. issues i think it's i think he would care more of what happened to you bro that's yeah. why he didn't tell you what happened to in the situation what, what's,
0: what's crazy is like he he didn't want me to have to go through a divorce so he lived with it like they lived on separate sides of our house while she was still going out
1: so he's worried about you bro he's yeah. not worried about him
0: from like it was crazy i don't know how he did it. he thugged it out i ain't gonna lie think about that
1: Would you want to live in the same house that uh, another woman laid in bed with him?
0: I don't know how he he went crazy. He did it for you.
1: So (laughs) if he could see his son stand above and rise with the will of God and the might of God to forgive his mother on an occasion that he's made very clear that has burdened his life. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine what God's going to do when this whole world sees you forgive a woman. That's your biggest hurdle. You're now showing people that they could do it, too. It's your yeah. actions. It's not your words.
0: No, it's a, it's a good point. I know you're angry with your I'm happy to mom. revisit it.
1: This is what I would say. If you're going to do the fasting situation, mm-hmm. um, I would pray and ask God to forgive you first. Mm. Before you get to your mom, forgive you. Forgive those evil thoughts you probably had about your mom. Yeah. Forgive the way you spoke to your mom. The way
0: I treat her now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ask him to forgive you first. And then ask him to invite himself into your heart and help be able to look at this situation from his point of view. Because his point of view is not your point of view. And right now you want to punish and show as an example to the Mm -hmm. world of what your mother did. But I promise you, bro, your mom, regardless of how you feel, loves you. And when she made this mistake, she didn't think it was going to castrate your life.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I just feel like she still doesn't genuinely feel sorry about it. That's why, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why I haven't. Because, like, she's still, like, there's a lot of issues there, like mm-hmm. that are I probably but won't say. The forgiveness
1: like, isn't for her. Yeah, it's for you.
3: I know it's fr- it's because it's frustrating, and I think like, I you know, it's frustrating having an adult in your life when you feel like they're the adult and they're the ones who should like be the ones to come to me and maybe apologize. And it's frustrating like seeing that like the adults. Doesn't have the wisdom, but she maybe just doesn't have the wisdom that you might have from God to realize, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the situation. But trust me, from my own experience, like I have that owned in my different way. It's it's difficult just feeling like you're the adult in this situation and the adult not coming to you to have that conversation to hash things out and to talk it through. So it's definitely a really difficult thing. But as you said, if he like if you can kind of have that conversation, maybe someday even just for yourself and for your, like your future family then I think that, yeah, it would be something, you know?
0: Yeah. I hate when she, she'll like call me and be like, like, tell me that I'm like a, like, how are you going to be Christian in this? And you won't even, I hate when she brings that stuff up. She <laughs> bit, see you and your dad always with your Christian stuff, but you, you won't even give the time to talk to me anymore. So I like, I know I got to work on that. But so check this
1: out. That's actually a, a great <sighs> fair point. So the devil intervened and used your weaponry against you, right? So she comes mm-hmm. up to you. She goes, why would I look at you? You go and <laughs> preach, but you won't, even, you won't even forgive me on a mistake. And you, and you go out and you, and you tear my name down. Mm-hmm. Now, hear me out. It takes two to tango. We don't know. I don't know. And I don't know you don't know. But we don't know what was in her heart when she made that decision. Uh, yeah. And I don't think you ever care to even ask. And I'm not saying what she did was right, bro. No, no, no way near it. In fact, I could agree with you that I know that everything you went through was because of her actions. One hundred percent. I'll never take that away from you. Yeah. But what I could take away from you is that crutch that you're leaning on to be like, well, it was her decision, not mine. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is always in your hands. Correct. Now that is your mom, and that is the one that broke you in in, the, in this point of view. Mm-hmm. But imagine how proud your father in heaven would be and how absolutely wrecked the devil would be when you stand before all three of them your mother god and satan and you say hey i forgive you let's try to build Whoa, Tommy, Tommy 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 imagine how it's going to be when you when you say i forgive you mm-hmm. now let's rebuild that home that you broke yeah and then you guys build it. Now, now, there's a there's a huge part of you that's like, yeah, right, dude. They can't even talk to each other. I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to look. But there is a possibility, regardless of how you feel, that that family could be whole again. But it all stems from how you oh, want to attack it. Yeah. And I know you're like, No, <laughs> no I was mate. looking
0: for Joey because like Joey would know like when if they're if my parents are in the same room like we just like him or uh, my manager, which is his uncle, would just like they'll mess with my dad and be like, oh like saying jokes about my mom like you should get back together with like debbie and stuff like that and they killed him because like he does not like he gets so mad
1: dude i guarantee you his pain comes from what he watched his son go through that's why he lived with that girl for however long and i don't think it's
3: for you to fix it's not for you to fix their relationship together but but yours with her you know what i mean i disagree with you
1: the bible doesn't say be peace uh uh keepers he says be peacemakers makers yeah so it is your if you do pick up that cross which sometimes hurts mm-hmm. when you pick up that cross and you're telling these people out there being like yo you need to rise above it you also need to rise above it yeah this is a huge thing and bro we just met i know people in your life that's probably been in your life for your whole life probably would never have the balls to tell you this mm-hmm. but i'm telling you this because i love you and i want you to succeed in life and you can't keep having this on your shoulders yeah. you got to give it to God. And if you're going to give it to God, you got to first apologize mm-hmm. and then move Christ-like. What she did, evil. Yeah. But you can't put out fire with fire, bro. You can't. Yeah, no, that's it's impossible.
0: True. That's true.
1: I think you'll be a lot more in peace. And I think once you handle that, I think when you are blessed and have your own family, all of these teachings of what you saw your parents go through or the situations you had to rise above— mm-hmm. It's gonna make you said you pray to God, you go, God, I want a beautiful family like I want it to be beautiful, I want it to be faithful, I want it to be in your light I want it I want them to be eating the fruits from your garden but that can't happen unless you are planting the way that he wants you, you to read you know, so
0: you know what's crazy is during after like freshly after like when I was going through like the anxiety depression stuff like I wanted the family more than anything because i thought it would like f- fulfill it but like i used to like obsess over like wanting to have like a family like get married early like young and then like now i'm like the opposite like i don't care if i get married anymore i like my whole idea of like uh it would be cool but like I, i'm not i don't even think about it like i don't obsess over like i used to my my like ideal life is you know you know make as much from the social media stuff i can to where me and my dad can build our build our dream house on the farm and just buy and sell cars for the rest of my life you keep
1: saying that bro and you're putting okay you're putting your blessings in your future Mm. because you're waiting for a a, a moment in time where your bank account looks a certain way where you're like okay i'm free now and this is why in the beginning i say people worship two things either god or money Mm. and so right now your actions are showing that you trust more in financing to set you free than god but God will give you more opportunity than money could even presently buy. There's a lot of things right now in my life, like my dog. There's no money in the world that you could put to like, hey, sacrifice your dog. That's my, that's my dog. Yeah, That's just a dog, bro. Think mm-hmm. about that. Money ain't shit. Money is not shit. So when you're waiting around for things to start working out when you have money, I promise you, bro, you will never be blessed financially you will keep bouncing from check to check or having to buy certain things to keep your career going because God measures your heart and goes, nah, he worships money. He's Mm -hmm. waiting for money to be more so that way he knows he could go move. And God's saying, go move now. Don't wait to the future. Go move now. Go heal your relationships now. Go tell your father, we're going to start doing this now. Tell yeah. it now. Look at it and say it now. So and move in trust.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm happy we're talking about this. It's just for me. Like all, it, I'm still like mad young, and the money came big, came like quick. Mm. So I'm like trying to learn all these things at once, like yeah. to where I'm. I'm making more than my own father that I looked up to for the longest time, thinking he had all the money in the world, mm-hmm. and then he's like going to be working for me. Yeah, soon. It's, it's crazy. It's in, crazy in shit. a short time. Is like crazy. But like, what do you think about like? Like I have to, I have to put out a lot of money. Like my, I'm trying to like really grow my clothing brand Mm -hmm. both and the Christian one that we got. Yeah. And just so that we can like, I'm first, I have fun with it. Yeah. Um, but it's, I have to put a lot of money out into it and I almost like am afraid to, um, even though there's no reason not to, it's been doing so good, but I'm like afraid to, uh, like heavily invest into that and almost like feel again, like feel bad for it. Like, I don't know how to explain it to make more money.
1: Yeah. I think it's because again you're using that as your lifeline. If I yeah. invest this and I lose it, then I lose everything that I've built. It's not what you built; it's what God's given you. So you have to pray, fast, ask yeah. for wisdom to make sure you're moving correctly. Because mm-hmm. I could tell you all the stuff that's wrong, and I don't want you to obey by me. You gotta obey yeah. by Him, but. If I would to give advice as a as a brother in Christ, it would be like, don't move with money as the motive. Like, think how people say that money yeah. is the motive. That's crazy. If like money that. is your motive, bro, that's your motive. That's, that's the wrong thing. You're driving your way to hell. Yeah. And I don't know. You, you're in this industry, bro. Take Start opening your eyes and look at the people that have money, bro.
0: There's some people.
1: I've, yeah, miserable. I know. You know why? Because they're waiting for their paradise and it still hasn't came. Mm-hmm. It always waits, bro. If you had the money that you had now in high school, you'd be like, what is he waiting for? Go. Mm-hmm. But now you see it and it's tangible. You're like, okay, it's not enough. And guess what? You'll get five more million dollars and now you have five more million dollars of problems that you have to go invest in and you're like, it's not enough. you get <laughs> what I'm saying? It's always never going to be enough yeah, because the yeah. only thing that's enough is God. Correct. So you got to move that direction.
0: Yeah. That's I
1: point. hope that answers
0: 100 no, percent. and w- one of the things i want to touch on real quick before we like end it um because the the divorcing like like really kind of hurt my relationship with god and maybe want to go against it for the longest time but one of the things that helped me because like people would ask me like or i would even say like why is god punishing me i say that all the time i to be like why i feel like i'm a good person i feel like i'm like me and my dad are good christian people i'm like why does god keep making me go through all this like messed up stuff that makes me just like i'm always depressed crying all that and then it's funny you brought up like the thing with lazarus and we talked about this in my church is that it literally says in the bible that jesus wept meaning the infinite god of the universe ha- came in the, in the form of a man like felt emotion and wept with us meaning he experienced every single emotion that i've experienced meaning that god can ultimately completely relate to me so like that's what i'm saying. like going through the divorce and stuff i wish i had the relationship with god i have now because or if you're going if anybody else is going through it just know that like god like weeps with you and it's not that he's like punishing you or hasn't experienced this himself but, like he he's with you weeping with you and it's like i don't know like that for for some reason clicked with me and made me feel more of a intimate relationship with god knowing that he's experienced every single thing that i've experienced um and he's not just some ultimate power who just makes these things like happen he's there with me in the midst of it mm. so that like helped me kind of get past it you know what i mean reopen my mind up to it
1: um the most powerful thing He gave us is free will so some people use it in a really bad way man and it affects other people but yeah. you can't blame god and a lot of people have that conversation with me they're like well if god exists then why is there homeless people why is there people dying why is there children being it's raped because of free will it's because of free will
0: always, i do i say the same thing bring it back to free will always it's tough mm-hmm.
3: what you put your focus on what you speak every day you know what i mean what you like look at and, and I think that's why, too, I had brought up initially, like, you know, if you really, when you were feeling the anxiety and depression, if you really, like, spoke out negativity, I brought that up because it's, like, just back to the point of what you shift your focus to and what you um, fill your life with. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I'm glad we had this conversation.
0: It was fire. I liked it. I needed it. I'm not going to lie. It's I, cool to be with somebody more spiritually mature than me for the first time. Trial and error, man. Trial yeah. and error.
1: It's literally just how many times you could get up, and you move forward, you start realizing when you look back, you're like, man, I dealt with a lot. And then you could be like, I could keep going. Like it it hasn't stopped me yet. And I think every Christian's biggest fear is how am I going to keep going in any vertical, financially, physically, mentally, spiritually. If you're planning on moving forward, do it with God.
2: Mm.
1: And then the peace will come. I tell people all the time I'm like bro you could be in the bottom of a ditch if you have God's peace you're in a good place you're in a very good place spiritually and it's crazy to think that we we see it every day but we don't understand it we see that guy that has billions of dollars but he has a mansion and he has nobody in it because yeah. he pushed everybody out of his life to get what he needed
0: you know my, my manager said something on a, on like our first original pod when I said like other people on it I forgot. What he said. He said it. it's not the, it's it's not the house that matters. It's the people that are in the house that matters. So it was like a good thing he said that community. like made me think. Yeah, it's like the people that you, kind of develop those like intimate relationships, that like really like thought with me. Like he said, like how he'd rather have the smallest house with the his family, like his daughters and his wife and stuff, than to have the biggest. Just going back to again, like money not being everything and everybody chasing money and even myself, I find myself doing that. Not even like. Just to me, like money's always just gave me give me the idea of like uh financial freedom, like not having to struggle for yeah. it's a
1: tool, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. a tool. It's you should still look at it as a tool. And by the way, it's still a big blessing, bro. Like there's gonna be people that watch this podcast and be like, You don't know shit, bro. You were never broke. And it's like, Yeah. Bro, you don't know my, my parents came to this country with nothing. They had to build mm-hmm. everything from the ground up. If they had that mentality, it was like, Oh, it's not gonna happen. Then they were not going to get it but they had faith and they built upon it and then what they built upon it they gave it to me and they said hey like they didn't give me money bro when people like i always say on the podcast is like i'm not scared because my i can always go back home and I have money and people think that i'm sitting on my parents are sitting on millions and millions of dollars yeah but they 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 put those words in my mouth i just say that they're rich enough to to provide a home where i could live with them and mm-hmm. i'll be happy if you give me a family that loves me and food on my table I promise you, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Here, here's one thing that I always tell people: if you think you're going through it, write down on a piece of paper all of the blessings that you have in life, mm-hmm. and then pretend that God would only give you like four of them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, but then you realize, what are the four or five He's going you're gonna ask? Immediately, you're gonna ask for health. You came in with that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna family. You have that. So it's like all the things that you were born with is what you need the most. Yeah. But we don't care about them until yeah. they're almost gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when
0: you're sick, all you want to be is feel better. Yeah. But you don't appreciate like a normal day you wake up and you're like just not sick. Yeah. I, I'd like, I always try to think about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, bro, I'll go through a TikTok and I'll see some like, like I saw like these conjoined twins who had to live life. And I saw that. And I'm like, damn, I and I really still complain about, yeah. stuff and i'm like it, <laughs> yeah it, it, it makes mm-hmm. you feel this gratitude mm-hmm. anxiety and gratitude can't exist in the brain at the same time i like i like saw this study on that that used to help me get over anxiety as well is gratitude and anxiety it's like at those two emotions cannot exist the more gratitude you have the less stress you will always be
1: yep mm. amen yeah. i always make jokes about listening in on god's prayers and we have some guy in a different country is like god if if my children just have one meal tomorrow to eat i'll be happy and then this guy's like, "I wish my Wi-Fi was faster." And he's like, "Who's he gonna listen to?" And yeah. the sad truth is, he's listening to both. Yeah, it's it's all about in the t- and it, it boggles my mind. But like, if you take that guy from this country and you put him in that man's life, that man will no longer ever have problems ever in his life. Mm-hmm. The power went out. We don't have Wi-Fi. That's fine. The fridge is still has food in it. Yeah. His mindset is completely different is because his, his gratitude is different. Yep. So technically when people go, why do bad things happen? It's like, because bad things only happen because humans only want to involve God when bad things happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If good things were always happening, why would you ever involve God? You wouldn't even know he existed. You wouldn't even care. But immediately yeah. all of my friends, every single one of them, only time they talk to them is in the shower. He's like, please God, please God, don't let her be pregnant. Please God, don't yeah. let me get an STD. Please God, this and that, and it's just like, bro, he, he's not the nine one one call. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Imagine me and you having a relationship, and I only hit you up when I need something from you. Yeah, me. that's the
0: worst. You're that's not gonna answer my call at one point.
1: You're gonna be like, bro, like I, it's a burden at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good point. Whenever I like reach something in success, I always like point it straight to God. I I was live when I hit one million on YouTube, just literally the night before I flew out here, and I like immediately went to Bible verses on the stream, like talking about like. Because I always want to make sure people like see that I know none of this is by my doing, but by God's. And I'm trying to like.
1: That's so funny you said that. Make that you literally just said that, right? You said, I want to make sure that people know that this is because of God and not the. Not the what? What were you saying? Not me. Not you. Yeah. So it's not you. It's not money. Yeah. So if you want to really show God <laughs> in your heart and yeah. show the world that it's not you, I you got to start moving as if it's not your finances yeah, but it's not i still your
0: power i still like work though
1: right 100 percent. okay that's what i'm saying i feel There's like people no, will try to like yeah no no nah, nah, you have to work that's why yeah. the people moved the rock he didn't mm-hmm. move the rock i always circle back to that because i was like listen if a guy's gonna bring somebody back to the dead i think the coolest way of doing it is like yeah watch this and then move the rock and throw it he could have easily done that and everybody was like oh my god look at this guy he's moving a boulder but he did it he said you move it it's not my job Mm-hmm. My job is to be here when you need me. Let me give an example. I said this to somebody the other day. I go, God is a gentleman. He knocks at your door. He knocks, right? He goes, hey, Alex, I want to come in. I know your house is under fire right now. I want to come in. Mm-hmm. And Now you're hearing the knocks. If the knocks could be somebody giving you a Bible verse, it could be somebody uh, uh, being in there in a time of need. But what the worst part about God knocking and you not answering the door is that he could hear Satan crawling through your window. Mm. Satan's not going to knock at your door and wait for you to invite him in. Mm. He's a burglar. He's going to come inside of your house and make it dysfunctional. Mm. And how sad is it that all of this could be evacuated and cleaned out if you just opened the door? Yeah. And I know you want to show that to the world, but it's so funny, dude, because like, I literally, I do this all the time. I go, do this. And then as soon as I sign off, I'm like, man, I really got to start doing that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. And you know what I tell people that is? It's the Holy yeah. Spirit, right? So yeah. the Holy Spirit in you is guiding humans, but it's also yeah. guiding you. Yeah. Do you have any idea how many times I watch back my podcast when I'm giving somebody advice and yeah. it's like a month later and what I'm reciting is what God's slapping that's me in what, my
0: face? That's why I do my <laughs> Dude, it, like, it, it that's yeah.
1: beautiful though. That should yeah. show you that it's not us. It's 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 a spirit that's in us. But it's so funny how our spirit could be guiding us this way. And a mm-hmm. lot of people say this is a common saying. It's it's better to preach it than to do it. It's easier to preach it than e- do it.
3: Easier be- said than easier
1: said than done, said than yeah. done. right? It's a common thing, but we all know. Mm-hmm. We all know. Mm-hmm. Also, you know the gut feeling. Do you know that came from the Bible? Really? Yeah, in the Bible it explains that it, it, it's from the, it's in the area of the gut. And so people literally changed that verbiage because people were like, it's my Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But they didn't want that to be the vertical because people are like, well, I'm not spiritual. So now they say it's a gut. The only thing my gut does is not break down gluten.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) And yet we're putting all of this weight on a gut. My gut can't take gluten. You think it's going to take my problems? It can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? It's just funny to see this. I don't know. But, dude, I I really, really love this podcast. This is the longest podcast I think I've ever done in my life. Um, And rightfully so, bro. This is amazing. I appreciate you. Comment down that you you. made it all the way to the end. Um, And then also, I think the one thing I want to wrap up with is you're not alone. In my heart, I, I feel like I need to say this. You're not alone. So if anybody feels like they're alone right now, you're not alone. He felt alone, and now he has millions of people on his side.
2: Mm.
1: It could turn overnight. Where you're at in your life, there's maybe a lesson that you need to learn. So humble yourself, invite God in, and grow from it. You might feel like you're being buried alive, but you're just being planted, and you're about to grow beautifully. I love you guys. Be safe. Like and subscribe, and I will see you guys next time.